Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and what we would name Prince William and Kate's third baby. Marvin. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly. Hi. Joshua Casey. Yo. And together we are the Inglorious Pastors. Marvin. Marvin? Mm-hmm. Was it a boy or a girl? I think it's a boy. Yeah, Marvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. It's girl a Marvin. Name. Girl Marvin, too. <laughs> Prince Marvin. It's the first time I, I think I said that it was the first time a boy has been born second and not displaced his sister yeah, in yeah, line yeah. for the throne. That's yeah. kind of cool. Because we woke now. We bitches. woke. Even England. <laughs> yes. We, England be woke. Something something like that, indeed. Yeah. Um, no announcements. Hey, what do you know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Just jump right in. Oh, Brad's dead. Forgot about that part. Oh, no. Hey, Pause. hey. What are you drinking? Hey, hey, I didn't I get that memo. That <laughs> Bubby be gone. This, Still TBD if he's going to resurrect or not. We haven't haven't heard. We haven't gotten the uh, the, the, the the official word. The official it's a good memo. Good day for an exorcism. Where yeah. <laughs> Yep. I hear they're doing that more now. Catholic priests are. Yeah, they're getting more requests for exorcisms. Why not? I, don't know. Hmm. I probably could use yeah. one. Yeah, you definitely could use you one. You shut up. I'm just agreeing Our with you. Could probably I'm just trying to one. support you, Matt, in your in your quest for exorcism. <laughs> yep. All right. What 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 are we drinking? What do we got, buddy? All right, so we got uh this is Friendly Beasts Cider Company, and as far as I know, relatively new uh, cidery in Bloomington. Um, Friendly uh, Beasts. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, anyway, uh, we're drinking. I believe this one is the Retriever. It's a um, it's it's a drier one. This is the Retriever, um, Golden Retriever. I, I think that's the idea. Yes, the Golden Shower. I could read retriever? the label for you if you want me to, but I thought that was something we were is frowned I'm, upon. Here. I'm okay with the label reading. Oh, well. It makes you sound where, more. Where are we on label reading, guys? Go ahead. Don't, don't no, lock yourself you know, out. Don't yeah, ask Polly. That? Gosh. I mean, you know, it says. Well, if you have to look it up, it doesn't count. It says like it's canine. Well, this is the label. It's on oh, uh, gotcha. on the tapped in app. This is uh, like it's canine namesake. This cider makes the perfect companion in just about any such situation. This is dog piss. Yes, okay. a gold rush apple. It's good, isn't it? Um, Gives it a bold, full-bodied flavor with just the right amount of sweetness. It'll fetch your favor today. I have full-bodied flavor too. <laughs> yeah, have, have you? Is it good? Have you tried it? Yeah, it's good. They have one that that was hopped that I liked a little bit more. Ooh, um, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, we, we recommend them. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Bloomington, and you want to go there, you should probably contact me. Otherwise, you will not find it. Yeah. So just one of Bloomington's hidden treasures. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um. What What's the other thing that we've got? Um, thanks, Josh, for bringing the yeah, thanks, man. the Definitely. the dog piss. That's yeah. great. <laughs> the golden retriever showers. <laughs> that's, that's special. You're mm. you're you're a special individual. Yep. Uh, okay. So from uh, Revolution Brewing, uh, one of our one of our favorites. Talking about a revolution, son. I don't I don't know what that even was. Was that's that right. an attempt at the Beatles or no? Don't or, worry about it. Or was it close to Tracy Chapman? Maybe. Uh, maybe it might be from her. That's not a compliment. I don't know. What? Go ahead. What? Tracy Chapman sucks. What? No, uh, fight me. Sucks. This weekend, Matt, no. with his bad opinions. God. Uh, All right. What, what? What is this? I don't even know now. Uh, from Revolution Brewing, it's deaths. Deaths. I cannot say that word. Deaths. Plural death, like more than yes, one. Yes, more than one. Tar. <laughs> so deaths. God. I literally can't. Would you mean to read that for you? 
Death's Tar. Yeah. Stout. So Asian bourbon barrels. Yeah. Death's Tar. Yeah, so it sounds like Death Star. Oh. See, I can say Death Star. I can't say Death's Tar. Death Star. Gosh. That is uh, that is difficult to say. It's a stout aged in bourbon barrels. I haven't tried it yet. It's part of their Deep Wood series. Mm. Get it? Yeah. Deep Wood. Is uh, that the yeah. best kind of wood? Deep. I don't know. Deep. Matt, it's like a shallow thicket. <laughs> we have three kids. I mean, there's at least been three attempts. At... <laughs> Never mind. At the deepest of woods. <laughs> you got that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get that one. Uh, anyway, let's try. have you tried it, Michael? Uh, uh, no, I have not tried it. Let me let me get a mouthfeel oh, for it. Damn, that's good. Man, that's good. You like it? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a that's a damn good stout. It's been a while since I've had a stout. We. I yeah, like stouts a lot, but we're almost out of stout weather. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I've been doing a lot of like we're ales and IPAs and stuff. But yeah, this will go well with our uh, fat pastured stuff, I think. So yeah, um, yeah. All right, uh, this round is on the Pastured's Pub. Thanks, guys. Um, if you'd like Cheers. to, yeah. if you'd like to buy us around, go to Patreon.com/slash Pastured's Podcast. Uh, we offer exclusive episodes of Pastured's Community Church, Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, Hymns of Reconstruction, and special music. And if Josh and I get our shit together, another series. Maybe right? something yeah. else. Uh, it act- Actually, if I get my shit together. Yeah. I was like, I'm guessing I you a, have... I've got I'm a full page you- of notes working here, <laughs> man. I have Three nothing. or four I sources. Have, I'm st- I've just got done reading. I have nothing. Uh, at any level, uh, you can access the Pastor's Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Mm-hmm. Things discussed in the pub this week. Last week, we talked about a turd... Uh, Engagement. We did. Mm-hmm. There's a wedding now. Yes. Yeah. Turd third wedding. wedding. Those generally follow after engagements. Yeah. Well, who knew? If you're lucky. If yeah. Matt is proceeding. I am. Or I'm proceeding. The, I'm proceeding. Proceeding. Officiating. Officiating. I'm the officiate. Yeah. As mm-hmm. as it were. As it were. Yeah. I'm wearing a, a mesh shirt and biker shorts. Ooh. 1980s Axl Rose. Mm. Nice. And a bandana. I approve. Yeah, I'm gonna let my hair grow too. That way. Oh yeah. Dude, I'm gonna wear Rocky style um, fla- American flag shorts, nice. and that's it. Yes. And then I'm gonna heckle from the back. Nice. Yeah. Along with along with Kellen. Uh, I'm just gonna wear clothes. Regular. Man, go with oh, your usual boring. man thong. Regular, regular. Clothes. Yeah, most listeners don't don't know this, but Michael Basinger actually does the entire podcast every week in naked. a thong. Completely. Oh yeah, with a thong. Just in a thong. Naked. I can't see it from here. A no, little, you can't. No. A little, little butt table floss. Line. Goes a long way. <laughs> have you ever worn a thong? Has anybody ever worn a thong? Nope. No. I haven't either. Yeah. I did have I did have mankinis in high school for a brief. You bit. did? Mm-hmm. It's like mm. speedos? Basically. For underwear. Mm. Yeah. Nope. How they, was the uh, butt coverage? Were you, was nope. your, were nope. your cheeks but, covered? Butt coverage was fine. It was it was super tight. Yeah. It was yeah. like wearing a jock strap, basically. It, which those aren't. Mm. I am. Yeah. It was not kind of. It was kind of. Hugging. Mm, it was kind could, of itchy. It was short lived. Believe ever, me. Could everybody see your lightsaber? Your, your lifesaver package. Uh, more like half a lifesaver package. Yeah. Your tootsie roll. <laughs> yeah, basically. Matt's little tootsie <laughs> yeah. roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my little don- my little donger. Nice <laughs> uh, <like> impression. <laughs> um, okay. I'd wear them now if they don't make my size. Thank you. Um. I don't even know what. I just used to look for excuse to put it. Oh, man, okay, um, that's what she said. Speaking, that was of, another thing. Yeah. I was Are you bringing that pub. up? Female masturbation euphemisms. Yeah, also discussing the. Uh, pub. We did male ones too. Courtney Vrablick said I wouldn't bring it up, so this is for you, Salvage Pie. <laughs> Our cocoa maggots. They were this great. This is for you. Um. 
Are you going to mention some? I can. There I, were some pretty good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, finger painting. <laughs> um, Petting the beaver, you know, the devil's door doorbell, all that kind of stuff. Woman-splaining yourself. That was great. <laughs> Doing a Meg Ryan. <laughs> The downstairs DJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Girls night in. <laughs> um, <laughs> dialing the rotary phone. Yeah. Um, the women's march. <laughs> on their I don't know if I saw that or I just thought that. <laughs> Diddling Miss Daisy. Yeah. No. <laughs> Visit, visiting the bat cave <laughs> wasn't there a canoe themed one uh, i don't i'm, I'm pretty remember. sure, I'm sure there was, was. Pa- uh, paddling the pink canoe yeah that is. <laughs> auditioning finger puppets <laughs> did we do the male ones too i've got a whole no, list i don't have feet. the males no it's like this whole podcast is just a list of, of euphemisms masturbation for... euphemisms <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, let's just go with a couple of highlights here uh, the five finger shuffle Making the bald man cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a personal favorite, battling the purple-headed Yoder Slinger. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Riding the mayonnaise surf. <laughs> Riding the mayonnaise surf? Yeah. Wow. Oh, Windsurfing on Mount Baldy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm very excited right now. <laughs> Oh, and, and also, also. Oh yeah, I'm very excited about this. What? <laughs> That's oh, yeah, what I'm you excited about this? Oh, oh yeah, I'm very excited about this. What? Oh, yeah, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> Matt saying, "Oh yeah, I'm very excited about yeah, I got, this." Where, where oh, is yeah, that I'm very from? About this. Last week's episode. <laughs> oh, that's right. I can't believe you isolated yeah, that. Yeah, that was uh, an that's, assist from my wife. Oh, said, you've got to man. isolate that. Oh yeah, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm very excited about this. Oh, then the tartar sauce rainbow. That, yeah. was, that was a personal <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Enjoy your fish, everybody. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, what else did we talk about, Michael? Uh, we also talked about uh, meditation app recommendations, um, <laughs> mainly because I guess Calm is starting to charge more. So Shocking. Two biggest recommendations were Headspace and uh, Insight Timer. Mm-hmm. Insight Timer is free. I need to use that one more. Um, uh, also talked about poor food choices from Matt Polly. I had some White Castle this week. And Skyline Chili. I did. Yeah. Neither huh. of them really did a lot of damage. <coughs> for the most Your part. system is wrecked anyway. So. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Apparently I have a cough now, too. Yeah. So that's neat. Uh, and then this this next one is interesting. So Robbie Lambert. Um, Hi, Robbie. He made a, a post that said, so I came to the party late uh, around here. Episode 94 or so. And I've slowly been going back through old episodes in order. Michael Basinger, me, just said directly to me, because that's how these podcast things work. Uh, <laughs> don't be that guy listening in 2018. Listen now. <laughs> I nearly wrecked my car. Um, I was laughing so hard. So I'm going to play the footage. We're going to get in the time machine here. Well, here's the time machine. Are you Austin's ready? It's time machine. Oh, here we go. It's Back to the Future, isn't it? It's, no, 2000. Oh, I thought you had a Back to the Future theme. So this is episode, I can't believe you don't. Episode 25. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. 
We're going to do our usual episode. We are on Facebook Live right now. Hopefully you heard the word and aren't listening to this in the year 2018. And they're like, <laughs> what? I missed it. <laughs> I'm just imagine that old, old version of you say, with a beard. Like two years older? Yes, two years older. Slightly older. That's what we need to isolate is you going, <laughs> Oh, that needs to be isolated. You mean this? What? I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I already already on it. We just what? need the. I missed it. <laughs> we just need that part. Yeah. We yeah. just need that. Part. I can make that happen. Okay, do that. Um, play, play that right after the Richard Rohr. Yes. <laughs> what I missed it. I'm very excited <laughs> right now. I'm very excited right now. Um, okay, so yeah, that was. So if you're listening to this in the year 2020, I don't even know what to tell you. We'll do another one of these. We'll in two do years. another one. I'm sorry that you've been trying to listen to all of them in order. If that's the case, number one, who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of damn episodes we have now, man. That's a yeah, lot. There's of... a. We've got a lot of hot content. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of hot content. If you it speed it up to 1.25 speed, you can tell the polys apart. Yep. Really? I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> I can already <laughs> tell you. Apart, I don't know. So I've never done that. So if you it play this like podcast backwards, <laughs> there's a lot of dog talk. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> You know, you know what? You tried hard. <laughs> you gave it some effort. It's shit, but you gave it effort at least. Uh, at least I'll give you that one. Oh man! <laughs> All right, let's go to Fat Pass. Bojangles here. What's up with that name? People think I'm funny. People think I'm strange. Rolling on up in the passive pub, eating it up, eating the grub. Say now, give me that, give me that, give me that food. Give me that, give me that, give me that food. I want that. All right, so we've got two items oh, here. Holy balls. I just realized this beer is 14.6%. Oh, God. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> That's, I was like, man, I feel pretty Jesus, good already. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so this is from... I'm so going to stop talking. Just we've got stop doing that. two items. Uh, one from Christopher Allen Maloney. You ever heard of him? Never heard of her. He's he's a national treasure. He was on the podcast at yes, one point in time. Uh, anyway, uh, here's a little note he sent us with these um, wonderful cookies. So uh, these are small, a small token meant to offer comfort in light of Brad's untimely demise. <laughs> <laughs> he will be sorely missed. Vegan chocolate chip cookies made by Amy Maloney from an original recipe. Hashtag rest in power. Hashtag gone too soon. Hashtag dead to me. But seriously, please share these with Brad. Enjoy. Uh, so I, I did send some to Brad. <laughs> I went over to his house after I got the package and and delivered him a little bundle of cookies. But um, these cookies are vegan, uh, nut-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and mm. Amy Maloney's special mix. Wow. All right. Uh, are we writing these? Uh, Polly Ghosts. Uh, um, uh, or no. uh, Academy Awards. Documentary awards? Um, <laughs> uh, should it be Trump related? Because in, in God will be Trump. Um, we could do uh, Falwell's ball sack. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there we so, go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's just do balls. Which, out of five balls. Out of five falls. Out of five Falwell's balls. Yeah, check out uh, uh, Christopher Maloney's book in God will be Trump. No, movie. Or not, I'm not book. Movie. movie. They Documentary. Made, they made a book out of that? They made a book out wow. of that? Wow. It's called The Bible. That's damn check good. Check it out. 
Mmm. Yeah. Yum. That is really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am pleasantly surprised. I'm not a like I'm I don't a do vegan, vegan at all. That is but very like, good. For everybody at home, that was Josh chewing into the microphone. Oh, sorry, me. guys. Nice job, Rook. Yeah. I, I still get shit for that, even though I've been very careful not to chew into the microphone. Damn, those are freaking tasty. Yeah, those are fives. That is really good. I'm doing fives yeah. on those, man. Those are... I might even go hard six on that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've made that joke about 600 times on this podcast. A hard six? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's really Damn, good. Damn, those are freaking good. Yeah, those are really good. Yep. If everything wow. vegan tastes that good, I might go vegan. I know, right? Yeah. It's all hummus but and then, tree leaves. But then you go to Kuma's Corner and... Huh? Then you go to Kuma's Corner and... Wolf down a massive freaking burger. God. Yeah. That was so really good. good. Yeah, those, that was delicious, man. Those are amazing. Yeah. Hard yep. six for me. Yeah, I'm going full five on Definitely those. Definitely five. So, yep. Yep. That is a, full that is a damn good cookie. <laughs> What? Uh, nothing. It was a callback joke. Mm. Said the full fist. <laughs> All right. Pro- might be your finest moment on the podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talk about Josh. What? What? You've brought some some wonderful. Indeed. Something. Something. These are from the Mama Casey archives. Um, so I believe in the past I've brought her chocolate chip cookies, yes. which is a secret no, recipe. I think Michaela did. Did Michaela bring Michaela them? brought those when she And we've came also up. done ooey gooey butter cake, but I don't know if that was for the podcast or for like 4th of July mm, or something. I don't remember. I feel like it, that might have been 4th of July. Yeah, it might have been. Anyway, so anyway, um, I'm just slowly bringing out all the desserts that made me fat <laughs> as a middle schooler. Um, and this is one of them. These are homemade. Were you um, portly? I was, oh man. Were you? Because you're, so, you're like portly. thin as I am. I mean like. Yeah, uh, yeah. You were, I was, you were, you were I was, husky. You were I did where I shopped in the Sears Husky section for oh, sure. Man. Same. Actually, actually, all the way until about you know a few years ago, like after really? being married, is when I started running and, and huh. shit. Yeah, hmm. um, and now I just run to maintain the amount of beer that I like to drink. Basically, that's fair. That's, yeah. So anyway, these are these are homemade um, Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh man, they're really good when they're like frozen and the chocolate is, oh, is yeah, really bad. hard yeah, on top. Yeah. But um, wow, that was how are we how are we rating these? Are we still doing Falwell's <laughs> ball? Sacks? Same. Yeah. Are we doing Falwell's ball still? Or are we gonna rate these out of? Uh, no, let's, let's do let's do them out of Jersey Girls. My family lives okay. in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, so. okay. Jersey girls. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> now I'm wishing mm. I had that stout. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh my God. Those are fives all the way across. Yep. Mm. And actually, I mixed in. Damn. It's supposed to be two cups of peanut butter, and I mixed in a half a cup of crunchy peanut butter yeah, in there. I noticed. Just to There's add a little, little bit. bit of, yeah. yeah. Extra I like that. nuts. Extra nuts. I like that's how that. But that is, things come. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Better than a Reese's cup. Yep. Like, and I freaking love like yeah. frozen yep. Reese's cups. That's what I'm saying. If you freeze these things, yeah, I bet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, had them in a cooler all afternoon trying to keep them reasonable. Yeah, those wow. are. Wow. Yeah, those are those are really good. So thanks, Mama Casey and Josh for making them. Wow. That's yeah. really good. I'm very excited right now. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, excited those are about good, this. man. Yeah, I, I give that a, both of those. A, a, a five as well. Yeah, yep, awesome. fives across the board on those. Those were both, mm. both various. Thanks, yep. Christopher. Good fat pastor and Rakovich. Yes, this yep. is may or may be. It's hard to beat fives. Yeah, yes. well, you tried with a six, but <clears throat> that doesn't really register on our scale. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, let's go into the news feed. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this thing. Dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the news feed. Where the news feed? 
down in my heart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> down in my heart. Down in my heart. <clears throat> and I'm so happy. So, so very happy. I have the love of Jesus in my heart. Down in my heart. Did you guys have like in those old heart. men singing groups that yep. would come to your church? Yes. Oh man. Well, we had a, we had a quartet of of old men in oh, our yeah. in our church, and they thought they were awesome. And our poor worship minister, because they were like you know you know how it goes, powerful yeah. guys. Like he had to schedule them every you know six weeks or whatever to make sure that you know the church didn't burn down around him. Yeah, it was awesome. Hi, Harold. Hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of an old song to sing. I'm just going to make one up. I have the love of Jesus in my heart in today. My heart. I have All right, that's the enough. love of Jesus. For the love of God, let's move into the new song. My heart. Stop it. All right. What do we got? Oh, let's see. I got a couple here. Uh, this is from the Smithsonian.com. Oh, wait a second. The Smithsonian.com? Yeah. They're at the heart of it. What? What? Go ahead. What? Just, right, no, I don't even, never mind. Uh, dis- Smithsonian.com? Turtle? Discover the difference. Turtle that breathes through. You're just reading off news things. It's not a news site, Michael. It's not a news station. Well. It doesn't count right. if it's on a news station. It always counts. Anyway, turtle that breathes through its genitals lands on endangered <laughs> reptiles list. That's amazing. Wait, what? Turtle that breathes. Breathes. God, what is wrong with my face? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I can't do the T-H and S sound together, apparently. Too much motorboating. <laughs> <laughs> turtle that breathes through its genitals lands on endangered reptiles list. Go ahead and hashtag that. Um, the Mary River Turtle is an odd little reptile. Finger-like protrusions. How do you spell from Mary? M-E-R-R-Y? No, it's Mary, as in Mary. Mary, did like she Mother know Mary. Something about Mary? And the, and the word river. Oh, okay. You got to see this freaking turtle, man. It's got like a mohawk, like a green what, mohawk. What? That's real? Yeah, look at that shit. Oh, that's freaking sweet. awesome. That's, that's like, punk rock. That's a... <clears throat> That's the lost mutant ninja turtle. It is. It's punk. It's punk rock turtle. Yeah. Uh, Finger-like protrusions dangle from its chin. It breathes it's through. The ninja turtle. It breathes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the law. It's the fifth beetle. Yeah. <laughs> it's Banksy. It breathes through gill-like organs in its genitals because why not? You know why it does that? Tell us. Because it can. Oh. oh. And vertical strands of algae sprout from its head, making it look like a punk rocker. This weird and wonderful creature is also facing the threat of extinction. Uh, the Mary River Turtle has ranked high on the new list of the world's most endangered reptiles. Apparently, this was a popular pet. Yeah. Um, the Mary River Turtle, which diverged from all other, li- all other living species 40 million years ago, ranks 30th out of the 50 animals included on the new reptile list. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> the most endangered, according to the ranking, is the Madagascar Big-Headed Turtle. Hmm. And uh, followed by the Central American River Turtle and the Madagascar Blind Snake. Oh, fuck that snake. You can kill all snakes. Put them yeah. all on the endangered yep. list. Did you guys um, ever see the uh, the Ninja Turtle no, uh, I didn't. concert series? Nope, never. When they did concerts coming out of their <clears throat> shell? Nope. I had it on cassette. It was awesome. Nope. Skipping Stones rocked my world. Anyway, uh, it's, one, only of, one, person it's one of that. several species of turtle that can breathe using specialized glands in their cloacas. <laughs> <laughs> that word is never not funny. Organs that are used for both <laughs> excretion and mating, which are the same thing in my house. Uh, which allows it to... <laughs> wow. 
Oh, yeah, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> That's right, which allows it to stay submerged in water for up to 72 hours. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, these things are on the endangered list, man. Like, uh, people, I guess, were sort of raiding the nest. Like, it was a popular pet in the 60s and 70s. Is that and what they're calling it now? Raiding the nest? Yeah. <laughs> Another female <laughs> masturbation term. <laughs> You're going to raid the nest. So Actually, that kind of works for sex, too. You could, that could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. Raid that nest. <laughs> You know what? Do you know what's in the nest? What? Eggs. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. It just well, depends. If you're unlucky depends enough. On. <laughs> if you're idiots like us, <laughs> keep reproducing. Yep. <laughs> See, I just didn't know the science was so cut and dried on it. I know, right? right? Who would have yeah. thought? Apparently, there's two weeks out of the month you cannot have. To worry I, about I know, that. right? Well, yeah. Sometimes the nest is like empty. three if you count. The- <laughs> sometimes the nest is empty. Sometimes. Sometimes it's not, and then you end up with kids. So cr- crack those eggs, man. <laughs> God, Jesus, Jesus, Michael. Please move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure this is going to be any better. Um, this is from the BBC. Um, keep it on. Now, see, if you hesitate, it doesn't work, Michael. Nobody brings you closer. Stop it. Uh, world's worst super gonorrhea man cured. What? Is that a superhero that I've never heard of? <laughs> no. Yeah, the way that he's in the extended DC. <laughs> that really works out. That, that they didn't like write that very well. Now that I read that again, <laughs> super gonorrhea man cured. Maybe if you say it in a British accent, it's better. Uh, no, it's no. not. Okay. Um, Can you do it in the British? No, accent? I can't. I, I'm not going to try. <laughs> no, I was going to really. try, and then I'm, I realized I've been drinking, so <laughs> it's, it's better if I don't. Uh, anyway, a man in the UK who caught the world's <laughs> worst ever. Case of super gonorrhea has been cured. Is there like a super strand of gonorrhea that I've never heard of? Would you let me read the article yeah. and I can tell you? Yeah. Sexual health doctors say he was very lucky and the case was a major wake-up call for everybody. He picked up the super bug having sex with a woman in Southeast Asia of all places. Go figure. Clearly you've never been to There's Singapore. a reason they call it Bangkok. Uh, disp- hey! Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah. Despite having a British partner. So he brought that shit home. Mm. It was the first ever case of the infection being incurable with the first with first choice antibiotics, but now two similar cases have been reported in Australia. Uh-oh. Apparently everybody's going to Southeast Asia. Whoa! Yeah. The, ori- <laughs> the original case came to light. That was good use of that. Yeah. The original case came to light last month and was linked to a travel earlier in the year. The, man's anti- the main antibiotic treatment, a combination of azithromycin and ceftriaxone. Yep. Sorry, Dan, I didn't Might want to get right. that checked out. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> failed, to, <laughs> failed to treat the disease. <laughs> How did you already God, get to that? I love that so much. <clears throat> um, Skills, Josh. Anyway, uh, he's since been treated uh, with ertapenem. Ertapenem? Yep. Let's go with that. Uh, anyway. Dang near killed him. <laughs> Penem damn near killed him. Uh, Dr. Gwenda Hughes, the head of sexually transmitted infections at Public Health England, said, we are pleased to report that the case of multidrug-resistant gonorrhea has been successfully treated. Uh, they said the superbug is not spread in the, for a few weeks, though. has not spread in the UK. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you don't really want gonorrhea. No, uh, in, in honor of that, though, <clears throat> I do have a couple things. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Leonard Skinner. Yep. <laughs> and then finally, uh, from uh, Frank Zappa. Why does it hurt when I <laughs> 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 
That is a literal Frank Zappa song, folks. Because of course it <laughs> Downloaded is. Downloaded on my computer right now. Oh, anyway, gosh. Uh, yeah, you can get this from uh, Unprotected Vaginal, Oral, or Anal Sex. Dot com. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> News that works. <laughs> Uh, however, <laughs> vaginal and rectal infections often have no symptoms. An untreated infection can lead to infertility, pelvic inflammatory disease. Well, your crotch is on fire. Uh, and can be passed on to child during pregnancy. Not something to be fucked with. Good old fire crotch. It happens when you fuck. But um, anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, bag it up if you're going to. Yep. And don't go to Southeast Asia and fuck prostitutes. Yeah, that that's. Too. Yeah. <clears throat> Not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right. All right, Josh, what do you got? <laughs> got you. I got two here. Um, this one, first one is, is, is it Reuters? Is it Reuters? Routers? Uh, ra- uh, Re- I don't Reuters? know now as you say it. I wouldn't know if you had Reuters. I think it's Reuters. I think it's Reuters. Okay. More news, more often. Yes. No to sex on roundabouts, Norway tells high school graduates. What? Based out of Oslo, Norway's high school graduates should refrain from running naked across bridges and having sex on roundabouts lest they give their drivers too much of a surprise. The National Transport Regulator <laughs> said on reason. Wednesday. <laughs> you might surprise somebody. So they're doing like in like uh okay. Why do you play over top of mine? Why? God. It may not be so dangerous for someone to be without clothes on the bridge, but drivers can get too much of a surprise and completely forget they are driving, he added. Mm. Well, so, yeah. I mean, you, you see yeah. two people fornicating in the bushes. It, uh, it, it tends to of, tends to attract yeah. the eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not that I would know that, but it does. Mm. I would assume mm. it would mm. tend to attract the eye. Matt's rubber necking. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> there's literally no way rubber for me necker. to. There's no way for me to comment on that and not be impl- in, implicated. Like it's just, I'm just gonna let it go. Whatever. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. There's that. The soundtrack while they're in the bushes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm very excited about this. Um, <laughs> all right, this one is a. Uh, all right, you got your next news one news uh, tagline ready? Yep. All right, this one is from the Mirror. The power of information. Wow. <laughs> Unfortunate typo on sausage packet has supermarket supermarket customers swearing off meat. Oh. Uh, sausages were spotted by an eagle-eyed shopper, and they're enough to turn you veggie. So we could eat those cookies, and it's all good. Um, let's see here. It says, uh, free country, fresh from the farm to you, anus beef sausage. Uh, <laughs> 7.36 for uh, looks like a pack of six. Hashtag butt jokes. Yep. We got butt <laughs> jokes. Who doesn't like some anus sausage? Come get your, come get your anus sausage. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> come and get it. Pepperidge Farm knows. <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. Uh, the three com- three comments that they, they pulled out of the thread on there was, I uh, think I'll go back to veggie, one woman wrote. Another one said, it's good to see they're using the whole cow. And then one's, <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that I mean, that if you're going to kill a cow, use the whole thing. Right. And then another one said, uh, Waste uh, not, want not. At least they spelled the word country right. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, the, the episode of Family Guy where Quagmire gets an RV. <laughs> Brian, Brian goes up to him and goes, Quagmire's cross-country adventure. Doesn't country have an O in it? Nope. Oh, my mom had a thing, had a had a sign in her living room for the longest time that said, welcome to the country, but it was 
No, oh, oh no, no, I swear, no way, I swear, oh, that's amazing. I pointed it out to her; she it, he, he it disappeared it. very quickly. <laughs> was this meant to be like a redneck sort of thing? But like, yeah. they no. didn't realize that there are dirty-minded people like us out there. No country for old men. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I got this. Oh man! <laughs> Why now? I love my country. Uh, oh, man. My country, tis <laughs> of thee, sweet land of anus beef. That was good. Wow. Cheers to you. <laughs> I never know where you're going to go with those. Uh, Sometimes know. I derail pretty quick. That was pretty good. Um, all right. Uh, I got sweet land of anus beef. A uh, couple product updates because we got to keep people on the on the mm. know. Uh, scientists create in the know, Michael. On the know, in the know. It's in the know. Um, this is from Sacramento.cbslocal.com. No, where news comes first. Uh, scientists create melt resistance resistant ice cream using banana plant fi- fibers. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they figured out how to make ice cream not melt using uh, bananas. I bet if you left it in the L.A. sun in the summer, I bet it would melt. It's a thicker... Did you say ice resistant? Is that what you said? Uh, melt resistant. Yeah. That's uh, what I meant, yeah. A thicker, more palatable dessert. <laughs> Got it. Same. Um, yep. All right. Next one. Uh Giant gummy pickles exist. Nope. And they taste like the real thing. Stop. Stop with the pickle oh. shit. F- the <clears throat> fucking pickle slushies at, at Sonic or whatever they're doing. No. Stop it. It's a giant jelly pickle. Oh, God. Ugh. I love like I love pickles. Nope. I love pickles. Yeah. Of all kinds. Oh, guys. But not. No. I'm thinking fat bastards. We got to no. try a, no. uh, we, we don't. Pickle, a pickled, pickled jerkin. I would probably try it, but it's not going to be something I'm going to like. Buy and eat all the time. Like it's just well, yeah. Happen. Like the part of the p- point of pickles, the crunch. Like that's what I like about pickles is the crunch. Mm, the point of pickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I like pickles. I like the crunch of pickles and the taste. It's good. I like pickles a lot. I buy cool. those little dill chips. The dill chip packs. Have you seen those in gas? I don't stations? know what the the hand gesture is supposed to. It's a reference. It, I've oh, got one of my fridge. Oh, I've got one of my fridge actually. Okay, yeah. Got it. It's like it's it's really crunchy dill chips you can buy at the gas stations for like two dollars. They're freaking delicious. I oh, buy nice. them all the time when I'm on the road. Like potato chips that are basically yeah yeah, yeah those are good. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Matt's favorite pickle is? Hmm. Jerkin. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds about right. Hmm. Hey! <laughs> it's because I like to masturbate, Michael. Is that why you're saying that? Is that what you're is that what you're suggesting? Uh, I would never suggest anything <laughs> like that. Before. No, you just come right out and say it. <laughs> I would totally just say Matt likes to jerk it. Um, all right. Uh, Texas man gets 50 years in prison after scheme to steal $1.2 million worth of fajitas unravels. Wait, what? What are those? Fajita? Fajita unravels? No. It, his, oh, the scheme unravels. unravels. Scheme okay, unravels. I was. you didn't yeah. read that well. I was confused. All right. So a Texas man uh, has been sentenced to 50 years in prison Jeez. for stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas over nine years. Uh, 53-year-old man Gilberto S. Camilla uh, was sentenced I'm sure Friday. That's exactly how you pronounce that. He was sentenced Friday uh, after pleading guilty to theft by a public servant. Um, 
he told 50 years? Yeah. That's, he had That seems excessive. That's a life sentence. As, I mean, as Camilla had been intercepting fajitas that he ordered through the Cameron County Juvenile Center where he worked and delivering them to his own customers. So he ordered them <laughs> for the juvenile center, which never never made fajitas. Ordered the the the, the product, and then cooked them and then delivered them to his own customers. Over how many years? Nine years. He was God. It this took him that long to catch him. I mean, nine years. His scam was uncovered when he missed work for a medical appointment and eight and an eight hundred pound uh, fajita delivery. <laughs> That's a lot of fajitas. <laughs> arrived at the center, which doesn't serve fajitas. That would, be, that would be tough to miss. It's a lot of fajita. Yeah. Um, so he was fired and arrested. Yeah. I mean, I would. That's man, fifty years though, man. That's. I mean, that's. I mean, it is a lot of fajitas, but it is just fucking fajitas. So, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little too. No. He no, was. He was yeah. fired. Lenient. Fired and arrested after authorities checked vendor invoices and obtained a search warrant that uncovered county-funded fajitas in his refrigerator. I just can't believe, like, nobody, like, did somebody not get a bill at, like, the detention center? Is it just because it's part of the county? I'm guessing that was, like, part of his job, and he just mixed it in with all the other, like, expenses. Man, that's weird. Probably some little food service he was buying it Mm -hmm. from and then going and selling it. Probably, yeah. Selling it in the the dark net of Brownsville, (laughs) Texas. He delivered these fajitas, too. That's what blows my mind. Who orders fajitas to be delivered to you? He had a delivery system to... to how did he get customers? Yeah. Now, and I'm What's also, the customer I'm acquisition like a, I'm envi- look like? I'm envisioning like a fajita quesadilla, but I'm imagining it's like, is it just the little tortillas and the meat and you have to build it yourself? I mean, Does I, it come like on the sizzling skillet? It's got to be sizzling, sizzling, sizzling skillet or it's not a real fajita. Truth. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing more disappointing than getting us. Uh, I know it's not sizzling. It's true. Yeah, if it's not, if it doesn't have that little special pot holder mm-hmm. uh, on the mm-hmm. end of that the you inevitably skillet, burn yourself on. Man, it's well, not real. Dumb. Don't touch the hot. Yeah, me, me. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that is a lot of it. So he was making money off this too. Oh, is, he one yeah. point. Well, he he had stole one point so two million. Did, so he probably didn't make that much, but yeah. He had. I mean, he he. I mean, he everything was profit. Everything yeah. he sold it for. Well, that's true. He spent one point two million dollars in supplies. Surely he made at least one point two million dollars in fajita money. Yeah, you would think. Maybe would he think. did. Man, okay, We're maybe even fifty years. That, yeah. is, that's but who that's the, a lot. That's a lot of fraud. That's a lot the, of government. How fraud. the hell does that get out? How can you make that much fajita? <laughs> and that much money? I think we're overthinking this. I think so. He's like a freaking. It's like. Freaking Walter White fajitas. Yeah. yeah. Man. I know. I it's bet awesome. they were damn good. Yeah, for 1.2 million over nine years, they probably should be good. Prison fajitas are the best. <laughs> Especially juvie. Did you say prison fajitas? Yeah. Because he got it from a juvenile center. Have you been in juvie, Michael? Can't talk about it. No comment. <laughs> Dog murder. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Parents, parents were concerned. Yeah. No, I, I've not been in juvie yet. Yeah. Well, I don't think you qualify for juvie at this point. <laughs> um, you qualify for something else that's equally special. How, how do you guys feel about France? Uh, it's a country? I don't have any desire to go there. Yeah. I do. No, I don't. There's a lot of places in Europe I'd rather go than France. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's down the list, but I still would like to go. I hear their toast is really good. At least mm. from what I... I'm not sure. 
So France has... They're French toast, Michael. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And they're fries, oh, too. Oh, oh, I see what you... They're okay. French Good. fries, yeah. Michael? Yeah. Clever. Yeah. They're mustard, they're mustard too. They're French toast. Really good. I don't think it's related to the country, Michael. It might be. I'm pretty sure it's not. You can't prove it. Um, no, I probably could with the Google search. I really like their kissing too. Okay, I am on board with that. Yeah, that's okay. that's that's pretty great. Uh, this is another thing that's great about France. Uh, they banned the use of meat-like terms in packaging for vegetarian food. Okay. So you can no longer get uh, vegetarian sausage or vegetarian bacon or a veggie burger. You cannot get burger, steak, sausage, filet. What do they call it? They have to call it something else. Um, they're slices of chicken pies that are made out of soy or wheat. They can't call them that. So, well, it's not chicken to start with. It was made out of soy or wheat. Y- well, yeah. That is so, a very good point. So they basically mm-hmm. made it so they couldn't make it look like it had meat in it. I wish it our country had problems meat. like this. Right? Yeah. yeah. I wish this is all we had to deal with. <laughs> Just, just push the nuke button. Um, God, I might, I might just move to France because that's all they're dealing with. Apparently, people are, are pretty upset about it. I'm sure they. One are. person said, "This is ridiculous." I can tell you now that no carnivore has ever bought veggie sausages or corn, thinking <laughs> uh, they were buying meat. Corn. That's a funny word. Corn. Corn. Q U O R N corn. Yeah, corn. That's probably not how it's pronounced. There's more than corn in France. <laughs> corn. It's okay, like, this is it's it's like that's corn, actually okay. Corn so like, and guar. That's uh, they're the meat-free experts. <laughs> corn is a meat-free expert. It's actually a company. Oh. Yeah, or it's a meat substitute product originating in the UK. It's available in 19 countries. Launched in 1985 by Marlowe Foods. You know what? So there you you know what the great thing about us not knowing what corn is? What? Somebody's gonna fucking tell us. I online. know, right? <laughs> I know they will. <laughs> like eight people. Corn is actually. Let me tell you. Before they even get to this part where we're talking about what we discovered, it <laughs> uh-huh. there's gonna be like eight tweets. <laughs> They've already paused it. They haven't gotten to They've, this part. Yeah. Yet. They, you, know like, what's, you know what's more obnoxious than well actually that. guy on Twitter? Corn well actually guy on Twitter. <laughs> That's we, we don't need that shit. Save it. I don't care. Corn is the name of the the corn tribute band. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. Oh man. Is that all you got, buddy? I got plenty more. No, we don't need. That's more. all he's got. Um. What happened there? What? I just what is that? Singing. It's like I don't know. No. Can I talk to you about a, a trap set for police officers? That's fine. One more. Someone, I've got. I've got to put all these on social media. So one more. Oh, I'm sorry. You have to copy and paste one more time. It's gonna take you 15 more seconds. 30 seconds. I'm sorry. Guys, I'm sensing some tension. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so someone set a donut <laughs> trap for Texas police officers. <laughs> it so, so someone in Texarkana, Texas. Um, That's near Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, Figure that up. Because the name, oh, see the name has both names in it. Oh. It's like right on the border, mm. I think. Oh, Arkansas, you're a diamond of the it's south. Louisiana as well. Yeah, I know. I know my maps. Don't worry about it. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm an expert. So, I'm here, I'm here to fix the cable. <laughs> Go ahead. Here to lay the cable. <laughs> I'm here to fix the cable. I'm here to fix a dyna cobble. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know what's wrong with the cable. The police posted a photo on. You can Facebook. guess where it goes from here. He fixes the cable. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Back it up. Yep, Start okay. over. Rewind. <laughs> okay. Hey, are we still so, recording, by the way, since uh, we fucked up last week. And yeah, we're recording. All right, good. All right. So, Texarkana police posted a photo on Facebook on Friday of a dozen donuts hanging from a tree on a string. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty sweet trolling right there. According to the post, the donuts were hung where the officers sometimes park to look for speeders. That is amazing. The speed trap. They made it a, a police awesome. trap. Um, <laughs> Whoever did that is my new hero. Uh, the the police wrote on Facebook, if it is a trap, it might, it might have almost worked. Uh, we had to muster all our willpower, but somehow managed to avoid the temptation. That's we didn't. We didn't eat the donuts, but we really enjoyed the smile. Really enjoying the smile it put on our faces. That's just a weird way to say that. Um, <laughs> it's smiling, Michael. You've heard of it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the smile that you put on my face. <laughs> well, when you say it that way, it's just weird. <laughs> Michael texts me that every morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to which I'm I text right, back. Right. Fuck off. I'm really enjoying the smile you gave me last night. <laughs> that's, 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 that was right after the thanks for last night text. I'm in the afterglow of, <laughs> oh God. of smiling from the things that you've done to me. Boy, that that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. My God. So if you want some uh, some donuts on a rope. Who doesn't? Go to, go to Texarkana where uh, children eat <laughs> corn. I don't know. No, that no. Nope. No, children of the corn. <laughs> I don't know. Something about corn. There's, there's a joke there. No, but it's not. no, there's not. No, you some, can't. Some, some <laughs> required. Keep, keep plowing ahead, buddy. <laughs> Just keep digging that road. You'll you'll get there eventually. Uh, it's, like, it's like Michael driving with the parking brake on. Yep. God damn it! I'm gonna get there. Yep. Just just grinds. Smoke pouring out of his back tires. Oh man. All right. Well. Are you done? Yeah. All right. I guess so. Same for next week. We do these every week, so you you can do them then. Well, I always do that and then they they never You saved one for like four months. And then I never did I use it? Yeah, you did. Like two weeks ago you did. Yeah. That's surprising I used it. All right. Well, Time. I feel like I'm forgetting something. No, I feel I like I've got forgotten. It, <coughs> there it is. Ooh, That's yeah, what you forgot. Best. I forgot to cough. That was it. All right. Well, let's go further up, further in. Yeah. You want to? Yeah. Indeed. That's yes, let's per- do that. Wait, per- I need to push the button. I'm just trying to get consent. Is it okay if I go further up, further in oh right now? Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, I, I'd like to. Can I just want to make sure you want to Can go we down. edit this? I want to make sure that you want to Hit the button. Use your words like a big boy clone. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is trying to sign to us. Josh is saying two. Yeah. I had two quotes I was going to read at the beginning here. All right. Oh, okay. Well, you All can right. do that. Yeah, I know. I was just hey. going to start without having to, you know, now we've. All right, you want to, oh, you want oh to I see. Right. You're trying fault. a non sequitur. <laughs> I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. This is the land yeah. I've been looking for all my life, though I never knew it till now. The reason why we love the old Narnia is that it sometimes looked a little like this. Come further up, come further in. 
Fucking hey. Yes, that was from the name of the segment. Yeah, we know. Yeah, it would have been really seamless, you know, had we not said anything. Yeah, (laughs) right. Um, And I I skipped a little brie hee hee because I'm not a horse and I'm not reading this to my child. A little brie hee hee and a bro ho ho. That was uh, that was spoken by Jewel the Unicorn in the last battle, uh, CS, the last book of C.S. Lewis's uh, Chronicles of Narnia. This is from this is from the letters of J.R.R. Tolkien. Certainly, certainly, there was an Eden on this very unhappy earth. We all long for it, and we're constantly glimpsing it. Our whole nature, at its best and least corrupted, its gentlest and most humane is still soaked with the sense of exile. Hmm. Nice. Hmm. What are we talking about tonight? So tonight, um, Josh did all the, the prep the rains work. Have been Josh did all the prep work. Michael yeah. and I did shit. <laughs> Josh, Josh, like, I don't know, how a month, two months ago, you said you had some like, yeah, some like a content. fucking dissertation he sent us. You uh, said you had some hot content. It's a lot content. of, a lot of notes. Okay, so, so here's the deal. We're, we're going to be looking at a couple of con, uh, a couple of um, pieces of content from C.S. Lewis and, and J.R.R. Tolkien. But what I, I want to avoid is is number one, just to stick with all the you know like all the cliches of just reading my favorite passages from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. That's more of a uh, more of a uh, pastor's pub. Sort it is. Of that's sort of yeah. a pastor's pub thing. Because or a pastor do a, like an extra like content. A, yeah, yeah. yeah, like we could do that for a, a long time. So I'm trying to stick to pub some crawl. stuff that might be that's a little. Was, that's what I was trying to find. Yeah. Yeah. So some stuff that might be a little less um, or a little more, I guess, off the beaten path for both of them. Um, and I specifically want to look at, at, at a couple of main ideas that I, I see that they have that they pursued throughout their writing. Um, one of them being the, the idea of longing. Yeah. Um, and then the other one being the idea of hope. Yes. So um, can, we t- can we talk about yeah. uh, just for the uninitiated mm-hmm. and there's a very small group of people that don't yeah. know who those people okay, are. Okay, yeah. So so C.S. Lewis was a, well, they were both 20th century writers, um, professors at Oxford and other places. Um, both of them uh, fought and lived through the, both world wars. Well, they fought in the first one, lived through both of them. Um, C.S. Lewis is famous the world over primarily for his his Christian literature. Um, he was an incredibly popular person in his, like, in his day. He was a sought-after speaker, writer, um, he did, you know, war broadcasts during the Second yeah. World War that led to mm-hmm. became mere Christianity. Um, he wrote both fiction and nonfiction. He, wrote, I mean, the dude wrote like book reviews for the London Times. He was yeah. prolific. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a, c- a collection of his letters, and I, I will never get through them. Like, Which one do you have? Except I've got volumes one and two. So do I. And like, I will never. <laughs> they're get through. so they're, thick. They're four yeah. inches yeah. thick each. Yeah. Like, yep. I will never get through them. Yeah. Um, I just kind of realized that one day. Yeah. Um, Tolkien, on the other hand... Well, and Lewis wrote... I mean, you'd be familiar with the Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. Chronicles of Narnia. I named two of my children after characters they in are, it's true. Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, yeah, the White Witch and Puddleglum. Read yep. read The Great Divorce also. Yes. That will blow your fucking mind. And so, and he did a lot of stuff that was like The Great Divorce, for instance, that was a, that was kind of... It was a mixture of, of Christian ideas being explored in, in a context of... In a fictional frame. Yes. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Screwtape Letters. Yep. Um, also a good one. I have to mention Till We Have Faces as well. Yes, I have not read that. Is I need to read that. It is not even close. That is his best fictional work. Yeah. See, I need not to, I even need to close. Read that. Yeah. Um, Space Trilogy is pretty good too. Oh, it, it, Space yeah. Trilogy is really good. Yep, yeah, it is. Um, God, I forgot about they that. They get they get like they're they're so very different. They almost don't go together. Like Space just, Trilogy. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're really You're good. Right. Each of them are really good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, so that's C.S. Lewis. J.R.R. Tolkien mm-hmm. um, was was also an Englishman. So actually, an, an interesting um, religious difference there. Um, Tolkien sort of was was part of the group of friends that helped. 
lead Tolkien or lead Lewis to Christ. The Inklings. Whatever. Yeah, part of the Inklings. Mm-hmm. He he and um, a couple other guys really were instrumental in that experience because Lewis, as we'll talk about later, had this like this deep longing in his heart, and he experienced it in literature, especially as well as some other places, um, and in you know in the 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 hills of Ireland and places like that, and. And so he, he desperately wanted something and he looked through a lot of different things. And, and as he says, I, I, he says that he would, he would explore these things thinking that behind them was the source of that longing. And then he would realize that they were, you know, cheating him of that. So, um, so through that, through his relationship with Tolkien, who was a committed Catholic for his entire life, um, he, he eventually came to believe in the Christian story. Um, and ultimately to, as we mentioned earlier, become a huge proponent of it. Um, Tolkien, so, and Lewis became an, an Anglican, so he was, he was part of the Church of England, whereas Tolkien was a Catholic, um, which actually wasn't a super easy thing to do in England before Vatican II. Mm. Um, there Electric was like, Boogaloo? yes. So, <laughs> it's a yeah. subtitle. Um, that, you know, and he actually talks about that in his letters. Uh, Tolkien does about how, um, he actually experienced, especially when he grew up in South Africa, experienced some, some actual, you know, persecution for sure. being a, yeah, yeah. a Catholic. Um, and, and so he had, he had dealt with that. And, um, Whereas Lewis was a very popular person in his day, um, it took a long time for Tolkien to catch on. And when he did, I mean, he was constantly getting letters and stuff about his works um, as he got older. What are some of his works? Sorry, uh, Lord of the Rings in particular. <laughs> um, that's also that's really, the and The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit are his two most, are really the two main published works in his lifetime. There's a ton, shit ton of stuff that we're mostly going to go through tonight that was not published in his lifetime that his son Christopher yeah. has edited and put out. Yeah. Um, and, and in that, I think, so, so anyway, so th- that's kind of a, a brief overview yeah. of them. And, and before, if, you, if you've if you made it this far into the into it, and you're still listening. <laughs> what I is want, this nerd talk? I know, right? You bunch of nerds. We're getting white and nerdy. Um, <clears throat> oh, oh damn. I should have yes. had that ready. I, I know, right? Damn it. Um, that the, the other thing was the uh, the gif I sent you guys from uh, Parks and Rec. Um, ben Ben comes out wearing the Batman suit, oh, and Tom yeah. Howard's like, yes. "Oh my god, oh my god, this is a whole new level of nerd." Yeah. <laughs> um, but then he just tells him to embrace it. So that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. But but before you you know hang up or whatever is the right word there, um, <laughs> what I want to do is use these use these um, use their works, use these two authors' perspectives to to discuss some really in depth um, spiritual and and just in general life life pursuits that I think most of us who who are listening to this have experienced or experience regularly. And so, um, so this isn't going to be just nerding out over their stuff, but actually discussing some content or some, some ideas that, that circulates in their works throughout their lives. Yeah. And as they are both just brilliant writers and thinkers, it, it, and I, you know, I'm interested in them. So that's yeah. why we're doing this. Let's do it. So let's get it on. Let's get it on. So like I said, we're going to be looking at two main ideas and one being the idea of longing and the other one being the idea of hope. I want to start with longing, um, and then we'll move forward uh, into that. So, um, Webster's dictionary, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so there is this. There's actually there is a, a German word that um, that Lewis was introduced to there's, later in life. There's always a German. There's word. always a German word. Pay attention, I, I, Abby. I want to say it was. I want to say it was uh, uh, Owen Barfield that introduced him to it. But it's it's a uh, it's I think pronounced Zainzucht. Okay. Um, it's from it's a it's a compound word meaning to long as well as addiction. <laughs> so it's like or or even yeah. like a lingering illness. So it's like this this quasi mystical term that, that the idea is that it conveys an ambiguous and deep emotional state for which human language truly has no adequate expression. Right. It's unspeakable desire and a foretaste of that which we must ardently long for in the light by which we see all as worth longing for. Yeah, you know, it's it, what it remind when I read that what it reminds me of is 
the Greek word for compassion. Mm-hmm. It, it's a long, it's a long ass word in Greek. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it is, but it, it's essentially what the term. It's it's basically like you when Jesus when it says Jesus was full of compassion. It's basically the term. The closest we could probably get would be like having your guts ripped out. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's that that absolutely just gut punch, mm-hmm. and that's what that word reminds me of. Yeah. It's just like this. Un- you feel it deep in your bones. Th- yes, it's it's your whole being. Yeah. Aches. So, do you guys have any, I guess, ex- as examples of that, um, either something you read or heard, or a place that you visited that that drew that out of you? Go for God. for me, there's a song. There's songs. That, yeah, let's that, pick a couple. <laughs> yeah, I started to say. Um, there's a song called "Feeling the Pull" by the Swell Season that really um, just gives me that feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's about having that desire, that longing. Yeah. Um, and and that song is just like. It, it's a, a longing for something, some sort of connectivity yep. uh, outside of myself. So, I don't know. That's one. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, Lewis's work in the Chronicles of mm-hmm. Narnia does that to me every time I read it. Yeah. That um, passage we read at the beginning every time. It's yeah. Like, oh. all, I mean, just all, the, yeah, all, all of there's it. moments in all of those books and I'm just like, God damn it. Like, that's what yeah. I'm, that's mm-hmm. what I want. Yep. Like, um, the music of Sigur Rose does that to me. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, and John actually, Williams for me, music, his music soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. and actually one of the the on their uh, Kissing Sausages album, the parentheses album, um, it there's a there's a, a song that doesn't have any lyrics. It's just the this piano <clears throat> refrain hmm. essentially with an organ behind it, mm-hmm. um, and it's somebody described it as it's it's what they want. It's it's what they imagine death sounding like. When they when when you mm. sort of fade into the blackness, yeah. it's just this just very peaceful playing off of like that's going awesome. on, you know, and it, like God, that's that's how mm-hmm. I want to go. Like yeah. that, um, you know, I've thought about that a lot because you know, Grandma passed away a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and I've thought about it, like what is that like, like mm-hmm. to, to. I mean, she was in a coma when she went, and so I I don't know how lucid like what her mind like you don't know what the mind's doing at that point yeah and there's like the wave of dmt and all that mm-hmm. shit but like <clears throat> like i want like i would love to to know if like it was like fulfilling every desire that she ever had mm-hmm. for what she had spent her whole life believing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that peacefulness of walking through a building that you're familiar with and shutting off the lights as you walk through yeah just like chunk, chunk, yeah the lights go down yes and you just move yes. towards yeah that's like a the, good yeah the that's door. a great metaphor for that yeah it makes me think i mean that 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 it, illustration makes me think of like growing up i grew up basically inside churches yeah and so i was oftentimes the last one in the building and you walk out and it's late at night you know and it's like one of those calm summer nights and you slowly are Mm -hmm. you know taking off the lights and then you walk outside and it's like wide open space after being inside the room like that's there's that that kind of peaceful something holy about it man there really is yeah i spent a lot of time in church alone just with like leading worship and stuff, I would be the first one there, the mm-hmm. first one, the last one out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the, those moments of closing up shop, mm-hmm. I would go into the sanctuary before hours before practice yeah. and just worship myself or pray. and Worship yourself? No, not worship myself per se, but you worship. Beat, you beat me to it. Worship alone. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. And, uh, it, it looked like meditation. It looked like, uh, focused, um, focusing on what was about to happen, mm-hmm. uh, preparing space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and the, and the idea of longing, um, you know, I've been reading a couple of books by Elia Delio, mm-hmm. um, who I cannot recommend enough. I read, uh, the unbearable wholeness of being and the emergent Christ. 
and they sort of cover a lot of the same ground, mm-hmm. but man, they're, they're phenomenal. But the, the whole idea is that, you know, with evolution, evolution is saying that we're all heading somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're all heading towards more complexity and because of that, more unity. Mm-hmm. Everything's becoming more unified within yeah. ourselves, more whole. Unified within the complexity. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've thought a lot about that and longing like ties in with that mm-hmm. directly. Um, because we know that in one sense that we are good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think deep down our bones, we know and we hope that we're good. And if you don't think you are, know that you are, uh, that you are good and you are loved. But that at the same time that we're, there's part, there's something missing. Yeah. And this, and this isn't like a, like, Oh, I can't wait to get to heaven. Like that's yeah. what I mean. This is when qualitatively miles away from yeah. that miles deeper. What, yes. Way beyond that. This is not about going someplace else. This is about becoming unified and more whole in yourself. Yeah. And there's that longing in all of us that means something is just yep. missing or off or even, even if you're content, even if you you feel like, like, you know, I'm in a lot better place now than I was three months ago with therapy. Like, but I still know, there's still, there's still something in me that's driving me towards like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think the great wisdom teachers and the, and the you know, the, the, the monks and the, 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 all the wise sages throughout history have always realized that the closer they get to whatever it is they were longing for, mm-hmm. the further they feel they're away from it. And I think yep. there's something to that because it keeps driving us mm-hmm. to that thing. That old yeah. Thomas Merton quote about, you know, Oh, how far have I to go yes. in whom I haven't found? Yes. Something like that. I think there's something, uh, even on a scientific level of, you know, how we're formed, how, how atoms are formed, mm-hmm. subatomic oh, particles, yeah, sure. and then those lead into, um, to, to organs in our body and yeah. then our, our, those organs come together and, and they lead to a human. And then mm-hmm. when we get to the human is, does it just stop? Do do things no, right. stop coming together? Right. No, there's, there's a next step and, and that's the natural progression mm-hmm. of the way, things are formed in you're, the you're moving towards more and more greater consciousness yep. yeah. more and more greater enlightenment like so you're, you're just you're getting you're going further up and further mm-hmm. in like that's yeah. a perfect term for that we're yeah. not meant to be alone we're, yep. and, yeah. and and there's there's a, a interconnectedness we all long for mm-hmm. um it's and, the whole premise of those books i've been reading yeah yep. yeah yep um so so lewis remember when he thought back so when he was writing his um uh his autobiography surprised by joy this, which, also that, which is, by the way, that is what he, Same. like, that was the word that he came to, <laughs> that was the word he came to use for Zane Zook before he really grabbed onto that word mm-hmm. was joy. He would describe these experiences as joy, you know, that uh, divine discontent and yeah. things like that. Um, Wasn't that his, his wife's name? Joy. Well? Yeah. Joy, joy Davidman yep. was, was her name. Um, and, uh. He, he described like being a six-year-old or something, looking out of his bedroom window and because, you know, he's a Northern, Northern Irish guy, he's seeing these green hills and, and I mean, yeah. I've been there, I've been to Belfast, I've, I've been, I've been to Tollymore, which is where he and Joy went Bastard. to, you know, right? And yeah. so, and, and I, we went to, I remember, and he, he describes feeling that and then like that, that haunting that just followed mm-hmm. him all of his life. And so, um, I remember whenever I had the really, yeah, the d- distinct opportunity to go to Northern Ireland and we went up the Antrim coast and I, I got to go up to the Giants Causeway. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know anything about it before going. Um, you need to Google that shit if you don't it's, know what Oh that is. God, it's amazing. Yeah. So, and I've written about this before, but, but to me, this is like, this is the moment, not the first time that I felt it, but probably one of the most poignant times where you're, so you're down there and you're looking at these, you know, these crazy lava rock formations. Um, 
that that are stretching kind of out into the sea. There's a really cool legend that goes along with that. And then mm. and then um, I was with a, I was with a group of students and we started hiking along the edge of the cliff because there's this huge cliff right at the right at the beach there. And you begin hiking kind of a snaking path up the cliff. And then right before you get to the top, they have what's called the shepherd's steps, um, which are these just really rough hewn uh, steps cut into the side of the mountain, um, really narrow. And you you take those all the way up and, and then you reach the summit. Um, and I remember it was, it was, that was the last thing we had seen that day. Um, we, we, I was one of the last people up the hill. We climbed up to the top and I walked over to where everyone else was right on the edge of the cliff and you look out and just, God damn. I mean, mm-hmm. the, it's, the sun is starting to set the ocean. I mean, you know, you can actually understand why you know, medievalists called the, the ocean like wine colored because it was just this, this purple and blue and, and mm-hmm. this deep hue. And you see the sun beginning to set. You see like this hazy line on the horizon that's Scotland over off to the side. You see a, a like a little grass covered mesa with, with um, sheep on it. And the wind blows up and it smells like the sea. And I mean, I was, I have never had a moment where I was literally driven to my knees. I didn't notice that I had fallen to my knees until yeah. I was there. And it wasn't because I was like starting to sing worship tunes or something. <laughs> it was just like, I needed to, to respond physically to this thing that was happening this longing that I felt. And for yeah. me, that, that's the, that's the experience I always come back to. Yeah. And I know that that is that in that moment, the way memory works, it, that changes when you go back to it, you know? Sure. And so I know that it's a moment that you don't know that you have until after it happens. Like if you analyze yeah. it, it's gone. Yeah. So it's a, it's something that draws you into the present, but it also is something that lives on in the past and something that you reach for into the future. Yeah. yeah. It has multidimensional. Mm-hmm aspects to it yeah you know it's interesting when i did when i did my first couple sessions of therapy one of the things we did was you know because we were going to go through some you know different traumas in my life or Mm -hmm. whatever which are mild compared to what a lot of people have been through but they're still there we developed a safe place my that was one of the things that she had me do and my safe place was in ireland ironically enough (laughs) literally what you just described that's awesome um other than the giant's causeway thing like it was just a green field on a cliff overlooking Mm -hmm. a overlooking the sea there was a, a village behind me, which is where I kept all the stuff, where I would lock it up for the mm-hmm. for the week. Yeah, um, it was just a quiet village, like there weren't many people around. It was just just there, it's just a typical Irish, mm-hmm. you know, little Irish village. And I think the reason I came up with that is because I think there, for a lot of us, there is that longing for a space that is unspoiled. Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. unspoiled. That feels, and you can call it heaven. You can call it. I mean, I think a lot of people longing for heaven is just that it's that desire for some place that's unspoiled. Yeah. Because when we look around us, as much as we as much as I love this planet, it's fucked up. There's mm-hmm. some fucked up shit that goes on in this planet. I yep. mean, there's some fucked up shit going on in this country. Uh, there's some fucked up shit going on in my state and my county. Fucked up like, shit going on in this room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so like so th- like we see that and that I think in one sense creates a longing for some place that's not like that. And so mm-hmm. we we call it heaven, we call it Northern Ireland, Ireland, whatever you want to call it. Like whatever you want to picture is that unspoiled place. Like that there's that longing within us for something that is not, that is in one sense like here, but better than here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's the thing. So, so these two guys, it's interesting as you read their stuff because they were obviously very, they were obviously, sorry, classically, <laughs> I'm messing with the uh, soundboard. My bad. Yeah. Um, they were, they were, stop fidgeting, Josh. Know, You're sorry, fine. Sorry. Um, no, they were something else. <laughs> Not that. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Um, a little lower. They were <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> Why are you leaning towards Michael? Stop it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> lean, tor- equal lean towards me. <laughs> so, Whoa. Mitch, I'm lonely. <laughs> so they were... Um, yeah, every time we talk about Northern Ireland, I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm like, very excited <laughs> right now. You know, cuddling with Ian on a on a cliffside somewhere. Yes, um, love you, Ian. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they're both classically trained, and so so a lot of times, if you're reading their work, you're you're like, well, damn, this is just Platonism. It's just like believing that there's an ideal somewhere, yeah. and you're just trying to get to that. And, and there is an aspect of that, but I think that probably their faith, but also I think their imaginations and, and the way that they understood literature and things like that move them to to also deeply appreciate the present moment whereas platonism mm-hmm. tends to disregard the present and to to push us towards well there's this ideal that it, that lives and the mm-hmm. forms that we exist in now are simply just like they're just rough sketches mm-hmm. um these guys believed in the the wholeness and the beauty of the present and all of its messiness which um, is why i love you know you and i talked about this we did a tur- uh, pup crawl about this i think is that the one in the car <laughs> no 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 did you and i do this or did you no. and i do this what was it about? about Lord of the Rings? About the end of no, the, that was you guys. Yeah, okay. was about the end of the you Lord and I of the, on the phone. Yeah, that's right. About the end of the Lord of the Rings, where if you read the book, this don't this doesn't appear in the movies, but in the books, the Return of the King doesn't end with everything like like a typical Hollywood ending. Right. No. It, it, is. It, it ends with, and even the movie does this to some extent when Frodo leaves. Mm-hmm. And, sorry, spoiler alert. Um, if you haven't, it's been <laughs> you haven't read it or see it. It's been fucking 12 years. How dare like you? Jesus. I was waiting for it to come out on um, Amazon. They're making a movie, a TV show out of that. That's what I heard. Spending a billion dollars to do it too. A billion? A billion dollars. I and mean, that's the right, the right format is definitely the, the serial, mm, long, long serial. Anyway. Anyway, uh, you know the the movie's in with Frodo leaving on the with Gandalf on the boat into the Grey Havens, <clears throat> but the, to die by the way, just in case there was anyone wondering about yeah, that, he's yeah. going to die. Yeah, um, yeah. but adios, motherfuckers. The, the book, like they come back from this grand journey, this massive victory, this in, insane high, mm-hmm. like, um, and they they take their time traveling <laughs> and back, and they come up. back and everything is fucked in the shot, yep. like <laughs> fucked. And they have to come back to clean up, yeah. literally coming back to what they just finished in the you know in the vanquishing. west yep. vanquishing. Like yeah. they come back to you know to Sharky and to you know to all these these freaking Fucking Sharky, God damn it! But they come back to the, the Shire being an absolute disaster and have to repair it. Like that's what I love is that like yes everything like there was victory, but there there was work to be done when they got back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like this happy sunshine and rainbows bullshit. It was like, oh god, everything's screwed. So we need to, yeah. we have work to do now. Yep. Which is why when people when people get mad about um, Tolkien's endings and they're like, they they're like, well, the eagles come and that's just that's just like Deus ex machina. But it's yeah. not because you know it's not like everything sad comes untrue. Yeah. You know there there is there is pain. Yeah. That is going on and there are real scars that linger. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, in the movie, Frodo says this, the wound has yeah, never quite... exactly. It's been however many years from Weathertop, and the wound is never quite healed. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that lingering pain and lingering scars that, that do hang on. Yep. Jesus raises from the dead with scars. Yep. There's, and there was a passage in, in, the, in Isaiah that I've, I've always loved where he says that uh, you're... Um, you are engraved on the palms of my hands. Yeah, and he's, talk, he's talking about Jerusalem, but but yeah. you, know, you are engraved yeah. on the palms of my hands, like a scar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, awesome. I always found that fascinating that Jesus rose with scars mm-hmm. in, into this new, this new reality. Whatever his body became, which was something completely similar but different than what we are now. Yeah, he he rose with 
the wounds. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I find that utterly fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. And 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 like if you can't apply that to life, like yep. my god, yep, Good freaking phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah, yep. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole the whole world, and this is a little bit off topic, but the whole world is predicated on death being the engine of, of birth. Mm-hmm. Death is the yep. engine of life. A good thing cannot be born unless something else dies. I've seen that throughout my whole life. Yep. My ministry died. Fucking yep. died. Was killed. Was yeah. murdered. Yeah, it was murdered. Was murdered before my eyes. <laughs> and out of the, and out of that was a lot. And it, that brought a lot of pain. A lot of there's a lot of scars that I've had to deal with. And those scars are still there, and they're probably not going to go away. Yeah. But out of that is birth. What the hell we're doing right now? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same for Michael. The same for you. A lot of good jokes, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going. I mean, everything that's brought you to where you are now is because of some scars. And I mean, yep. like, heaven is a dick joke. No, no. Uh, don't no. hashtag. It. I'm not even dignifying that. No. You you can write it down if you want, Michael. That's, I'm, that's okay. I'm good. Go ahead, Josh. What else you got, buddy? Oh, tons of stuff. Okay, man. good. Um, so, well, we're like a third through his dissertation. So <laughs> no, on. we got we got plenty see, of time. See, yeah, the way, plenty, basically, plenty the way time. that I yeah. I organize this for people who are listening is that I I had um. I had a whole section at the beginning, just ideas about this longing, and then a whole section of the ideas about hope, and then a bunch of quotes from both of these guys about yeah. that. And then at the very bottom, I've got some stuff that's not them, either from some theologians like Tillich yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. Shmaimon and Balthazar, and then um, just some random quotes. Like there's this there's this great quote from uh, George MacDonald, where he says uh, like things that just draw this feeling out of me, where uh, um, this little boy Diamond he says, "What's that?" and he's he's riding on the he's riding through the sky and um, he's struck with terror and it says he had never seen a cathedral and it rose before him with an awful reality in the midst of the wide dark spaces conquering emptiness with grandeur mm-hmm. or like that that last line in, in Great Gatsby you know so we beat on boats against the current borne back ceaselessly into the past and mm-hmm. you know there, there's these these lines that just you know they, they echo across and, and same thing in music too like you guys were talking about yeah 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 sure and it's these things that that draw you towards this this divine discontent. So so one of the one of the the off the beaten path um, uh, stories that I wanted to to look at briefly was by um what was is by Tolkien and it's called Leaf by Niggle. Mm-hmm. It's a short story that he says at least um, kind of like sprang to his mind. He woke up one morning and basically it was there and he just wrote the whole thing out and and then edited it once and then turned it in. Um, the like the the you know Reader's Digest version of it is <laughs> is just simply that. Uh, this this guy named Niggle. It's sort of an autobiographical short story. And this this guy named Niggle, um, he he hates doing the normal everyday tasks, and so he like digs up his potato patch and builds a shed, and then starts painting. And he paints these beautiful leaves. And he, they're not amazing. He's not the greatest artist ever, but um, he he starts painting these beautiful leaves. And then he realizes like sometimes in between the leaves, he can see like off in the distance some mountains or a bird on a branch or something. And so he starts like pasting them up on this giant. Like it becomes a giant tree in his shed, okay? And then throughout the story, he's got his, his neighbor Parrish who is always bugging him to do stuff, to help him with things, to help him with the potatoes, to help mm-hmm. him with um, paint his house, to help him fix his roof, all these kind of things. And Niggle's always like, oh, whatever. Which, by the way, the word niggle means to like trifle over details, right? Yeah, to right. like kind of, yeah, yeah. so so he, he hates that and, and he grudgingly helps sometimes, but he always complains about it because he wants to get back to his painting and it's never going to be finished because he has a journey to go on. And finally, the journey comes. He dies. That's like that's the idea: is that the journey is death. He he actually is this like one last moment of sacrifice. And he, what's up, man? <laughs> Lenny's in the house. Lenny, um, Lenny shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then, 
he ends up the idea being that he like ends up in purgatory and so what he has to spend his time in purgatory doing is doing banal stuff so he has mm-hmm. to like paint a park bench and dig mm-hmm. holes yeah. and do all the stuff he didn't want to do in life and then finally he's suggested for the gentle treatment mm-hmm. and he takes the train and shows up in this meadow and there in front of him is the tree the tree that he spent his whole life painting that wasn't finished whenever he died is there in its wholeness and each leaf has a date on it and it's it's perfect. It is it is mm. his tree and it's also something bigger and better and he says it's mm. a gift. And then his friend Paris shows up and and um and then they spend time together. They hated each other in life. They spend time together there and they build a cottage and then at the end Niggle is allowed to move on to the mountains that he was seeing behind mm. his tree. And then Parrish waits there for his wife, and that place becomes the best like transition from the from you know the per, the workhouse to the mountains. Mm. So it's just this, and, and that's kind of how Tolkien envisioned his own work. Like it was just this big sprawling thing that was never going to get finished, yeah. but it like might help someone. And maybe when he died, and he talked about this a lot, particularly in on fairy stories, which is a, a really important essay that he wrote, where he says like we we can hope that all of the things that we've been working on, especially story makers, that when we when we see reality in the light of god that it will be it will be ours it will be what we spend our lives working on but it'll be better and it'll be just as much the same and different as we will be the same and different Mm. so so there's this idea of this this longing for this thing that you are are pushing towards but you can't ever actually get there now yeah yeah um well if you did if you did i mean i think the thing with the divine whatever term you want to use is that like whatever longing you have will never be fulfilled because that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is to chase the longing. Yes. Yeah. Because it's the longing, the it's the hunger. The longing just keeps driving you further up and further in essentially. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, Pete Rollins, it's kind of what his work is at this point is like, you exactly. don't, you don't ever want to like, like if we got the thing we actually long for, we'd be miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The journey is the destination. Yeah. And once we realize that, that life is in the, the, the journey, life is in the waiting for death. Um, w- once we realize that, we can really truly start living in the here and now. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You take each moment as it comes. Yeah. As, but, as something sacred. We, and I think that with the whole deconstruction movement, I mean, if you do it well, you're always going to be deconstructing and reconstructing. Yep. Mm-hmm. There isn't an end goal. I mean, the end goal is towards embracing mm-hmm. that lifestyle of, you know, picking things up, looking at it, questioning what it is, and finding wonder at what it is, yeah. and yes. finding wonder in in the here and now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's moving towards greater and greater unity, yeah. right? And your in wholeness, yeah, always. And I think so. And I think it is incumbent upon us when we when we feel this this longing that we pursue it. Um, yeah. that, that we go after it and we find things that have potential. And so part of the reason why I'm actually pursuing the, the idea of priesthood, even though I'm not, you know, like I'm st- God and I are still on, on not, not speaking terms all the time. Like why I'm still pursuing this is because you'll be a good priest. For some, I know, right. I can, yeah. you can barely call me a theist and I'm going to be a priest. I don't get it. Um, there, I, I deeply Hopefully believe they're not listening. No, they're not. Um, hi, Bishop Jennifer. Um, <laughs> hi, Bishop Jennifer. <laughs> For real though, she could just totally like Pastor's podcast, right. fucking up your career. Exactly, right? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh I keep coming I find things in my life that I think bear this potential for this to express this longing. Mm-hmm. And I seek after those. And so that that's what I'm looking for in my my friendships and my relationships is I, I look mm-hmm. in these people to to see 
this like this this spark of longing um mm-hmm. in all those and, and that's also what i see in the sacraments that is sure. why i still participate and why i want to to actually go through all this shit so that i can be the one that waves my magic hands over them you know and then passes <laughs> them out to people um because there's nothing actually that changes but it's this idea that we believe there's potential in this moment when we come together and we receive instead of take that there is that, that there is this this answer to this longing yeah yeah um yeah, I, the idea is to get to the place where you say, "Life is shit, isn't it great?" Yeah, yeah. Life Blessed is shit. are those who are in on the joke. Yeah, life is yeah. shit. You don't have the answers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And so you seek for those things that offer you the moments when, because we forget, like our our life is just a, an exercise in forgetting. So the sacraments for me have the potential for being a reminder, not because well, sure. every time I experience them, there's something there, but because I know that the potential's there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and. Uh, yeah, and so like I, I love this uh, this idea that um, oh, shoot, I think it was I think it was Dickens, and it, got, it gets passed around a bunch, but it's called the Mori Fock effect. So imagine the word coffee room spelled backwards. Mori Povich. Mori Fock. It is coffee room spelled backwards. Yeah. Huh. So Dickens was in this like little dark coffee shop Mori, that he was in. Mori Fock. You in too. All the, right, exactly. And a Mori Povich. And a Mori Fock to you too, sir. Um, Connie so, Chung got in on some of that. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, so like he was sitting, Dickens right was now. sitting in this coffee shop, <laughs> and he's there all the fucking time. And then all of a sudden, he looks at the window backwards, and the sun hits it just right, and he goes, "Mori fuck," and he's like, "It's exactly right." And, but it's he sees, and then all of a sudden, he looks around, and the whole room looks different. Everything yeah. like there's yeah, that yeah, moment yeah, yeah, of yeah. recognition, like, "Oh, I'm here yeah, with actual sure. people in an actual place." Like, you're, it's one of those we're on a planet kind mm-hmm. of Pete. Uh, yeah, Pete the old Pete Holmes thing. Yeah, we're on a plane, and I'm tired of not talking about it. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's a. Uh, I think that's that's really the the main section there about longing that I, I wanted to go through. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I think it, a lot of it transfers into uh, into this idea of, of hope that that Tolkien was especially um, good about discussing. Something that I think is interesting about these two guys is that Lewis was a um, like he was a he was a consummate teacher. Yeah. The guy yeah, could take absolutely. the the vaguest set of ideas and make them clear. Whether he was writing it in a story or writing it in a, a piece of, of expletive prose, um, explicative prose, and so <laughs> expletive prose. prose. Where you say fuck a lot. Yeah, just fuck. Fuck, 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 What fuck, we're fuck, doing fuck, is expletive prose. prose. This is expletive prose. This is expletive prose. Um, let me put that down. <laughs> fuck this. Fuck all the things in all the places. So everywhere, forever. I think it's hilarious that he was this great explainer and teacher. Tolkien was this great storyteller. And Lewis was haunted by this idea that he couldn't put into words, that he could not make clear. And Tolkien, on the other hand, had this idea of hope, something that honestly you could probably write, honestly you probably, something you could write a like theological or philosophical treatise on and very clearly write out, this is what I understand by hope. But instead of doing that, because he was, he was a not shit writer as far as like straightforward stuff goes, but he didn't do it very often because when he tried, it would turn into a story. So... Like, he spent his whole life trying to, to tell a story about something that would have been easier to write in a few pages in an essay, but he yeah, couldn't sure. do it. Yeah. So it's just, it's just funny that these two guys had that experience. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I had this in my head, but I'm just imagining this guy is, like, writing something. It's like, 
taking the shit. And uh, he's like, I can't stop shitting rainbows. Right, exactly. <laughs> I can't stop it. He just can't control himself. Well, like, I mean, some of the some of the best stuff that he wrote was was like a. What, a don't worry about that. I got you. Josh what, got it. What the like, hell are you? Some of the, I mean, some of the best stuff rainbows. he wrote was like a forward. He would write a forward to a book for someone yeah. and then not turn it in because it turned into like his own story. And he's like, well, fuck that. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, and right. So yeah. Um, yeah. So, so he has this great line. Um, I, I think in one of his letters where he says, "All stories are ultimately about the fall." So like every story, yeah. when it's written by a human, is about the fall. We, even mm-hmm. if you don't believe in a Genesis three fall, that kind of thing, but it's still about this fact that we like there is some there's a felt distance. Yep. Yes. And, and this idea that like we we're reaching for something and and we we believe that there's something else, even though we have zero proof of it. Yep. Um, Everything no. is great. It goes to shit. Then you are on your your journey to to make it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's that's literally the story of the Bible. Yeah. In a that's literally every story. Yeah, that's Star Wars. Yeah. That's, that's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's Chronicles of Narnia. Well, it's because they're, the, they're all circle of story. The yeah. Jessica Campbell. They're, they're all human about. stories. Yeah. We've been telling them for for millennia. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. We've we've always been telling yeah. them stories. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a. I forget who said it. Talking about um the the Odyssey being like this kind of groundbreaking work in Western literature, and it's about a it's about a man and his son in search of each other. Yeah. Uh, of course, that like skips out on the whole like wife waiting on you thing but yeah. that's you know yeah. we, we tend to do that so sure. that it is western literature yeah. right there yeah um so so what i want to look at with hope real fast is it, um and this one i don't think will take as long but it, it's this it's this uh we got plenty of time we got plenty you're of time good. you're good it's this random uh story that's oh, that's still stuck. recording right yeah right yeah i think so maybe so, so, yeah, we're so I don't think we could go back and rehash. Any yeah, not of that, so much. So. Uh, um, we ended at uh, um, shitting rainbows, right? Exactly. Yeah. Pick up from there. Uh, well, that wasn't too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's this weird little story in the um, the the history of Middle Earth, which is the these twelve books that his son basically just come because people complained saying that Christopher Tolkien when the when the Cimmerillion came out that he wrote that and was just using his father's name to like get money. Yeah. And he's like. I shit you not. Here's all the notes. I've got yeah. receipts, basically. Yeah. And he, it's twelve. <laughs> Here are the books, receipts. Yeah. Twelve books of receipts. And this story is in there. And Tolkien wanted it. It's it's one of the most straightforward, almost like philosophical things he ever wrote. And it was going to go in like as an appendix to the Cimmerillion, and it never made it in. Which uh, before he if died. You never read the Cimmerillion. Yeah, I the thought that it has an that it has appendix to it. Um, it's it's pretty daunting. It's amazing. Yep. Hope you like when gene- you hope you like genealogies. Have you read the whole thing? Oh, several times. Oh, it's geez. so good. I listen to the audiobook. Oh fuckers. man. No, seriously, like it, it's uh, like the best. I know, right? The best. The best parts. Mini the best parts about like you know ancient histories, like uh, the Old Testament and stuff like that. Like yeah. that's there. It's that yeah. You just have to get like there are some weird. You know, it, there are some some genealogies. There are some like Gimli, son of glory. Right, exactly, son of whomever, son of whomever. So anyway, this one is called the Athrabeth, and it's basically a dialogue between an an elf king and a, a wise woman. Okay. Um. And what's really like, what is crazy about this is, um, there's an elf in it for for one. For one, yeah. but no, but the reason why I really I find this to be <laughs> that's an interesting, not even the craziest part, right? <laughs> then you should see what they do. Um, so what I think is is. <laughs> Let's get some careless whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yes. Just, that, just that play them all. I'm very excited right now. She's 
So is everything you guys have just related to having sex, basically? Is that... How many listen- podcasts have you listened to with, like, how many of our on, podcasts? Right? <laughs> exactly. All right, anyway, we're done. So, um... <laughs> so, God. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Let me back up. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's some serious soundboard abuse right there, folks. You're welcome. I apologize for nothing. Go ahead, Josh. We're done. So, um, what I think is interesting is, is this: it, the fact that it's a dialogue between an elf who, you know, they're supposed to be immortal in the sure. in this in a, a human who are very much not. Um, yeah. Like it, it brings up some interesting conversations that you would that would otherwise be difficult to have okay. in a straightforward thing. Yeah. So the idea being is that like this woman is complaining; she's just so frustrated that she feels like the elves are just looking down on men because the elves like we get to live forever and you you little fuckers have to die and you like your souls go somewhere so like in the legend in in the the whole legendarium of tolkien the the elves when they die like when their bodies are killed they go to this like other place and they just kind of wait and sometimes they can come back sometimes not but like they they get to they just get to chill whereas men they die and their bodies decay like the elves do but their their souls go somewhere else like their souls leave earth okay and so she's frustrated. She's like, we are being asked to have blind faith and hope in the dark that, that our souls are going somewhere good versus somewhere bad or that they go anywhere at all. Um, and, and he's like, well, and, he, and she's like, well, you wouldn't understand because he tries to like to say, I get it. I get it. And she's like, no, you don't. Like you, you don't have to die. And he says, actually, we do. And she's like, what do you mean? He says, he, he says that we are tied to the world and the world is going to end someday. And when the world ends, we compl- like we are annihilated. Yeah. There is no hope for us. It might take a long time. Our hunter is slow, but he catches us. Yeah. And and she's like, "Oh, I'd never thought about that before." And so then as they're talking, they realize that they're both hoping blindly and and often falteringly for something beyond this. Yeah. It's not just trying to extend your life, which is the big sin of all the humans in Tolkien's books, but sure. rather it's this idea that there is there's something beyond this, something that actually takes all of the bad, all of the good and and yet it's something totally unlooked for. So he he outlines two different kinds of hope, and he, he uses his made-up Elvish words, which, by the way, I'm a huge nerd, but I don't speak Elvish, just to make sure that's clear. Thank God. Um, no, um, couldn't you attempt, though? No, no, I couldn't. Um, dare. Yeah, yeah, well, deer maybe? That seems more... That's correct. More anyway, um, it's it Amsel means Life. Michael so, Michael speaking Barton's <laughs> Barton's Amber <laughs> Amber. I am Amder. Get on over here. The Southern Indiana elves. Yeah. Um, so Amdir means looking up. So it's it's an expectation of good, which even though it's uncertain, because that's what hope is, it's mm-hmm. uncertain. It has foundation in like what we know. So like I I hope that this episode doesn't like suck balls, and I have some hope built Challenge on the fact that, that like we've had some good episodes. Most of them suck, but some of them are good. So I have hope. Yeah. Based upon past experience, sure. but it's yeah, uncertain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whereas this other one is Estel, which if you are a nerd, you know that that's the name that Aragorn has because he's given hope. Like he has mm-hmm. given hope back to the world through um, kind of keeping that line of kings open, all that kind of stuff. I'm so not anyway, checking my phone over here. I'm actually looking uh, at your you, notes. No, you're fine. So, you, know. um, so uh, you can do whatever the hell you want, man. No. <laughs> so Estel. It's on yeah, Don't mind me. Go there. Uh, so Estel means trust. So instead, Amdir is looking up, but Estel is trust. And in the quote there is, fa- it's founded deeper. It's not defeated by the ways of the world, for it does not come from our experience, but from our nature and our first being. Hmm. So there's this idea that there we have this weird, this crazy, this fool's hope that something something else happens. Yeah. Something else is going on. Yeah. And that that hope is what drives the longing. Yeah. 
Mm. Whether we admit to it or not, not because we, again, hope for heaven and sweet by and by and, you know. Um, In the sweet right. by and by. But there, but there is this, there's this something that is, is, is deeper. And um, it's this idea that there is, a, that like all of our labors will mean something. That, there, that when we show up at the end and we see the tree that we worked on our whole lives, yeah. we'll yeah, recognize yeah, yeah. it that it's a gift. We have yeah. no reason to expect that. Yeah, None. Right. Um, I was doing a fucking psyche valve for my priest stuff today for the priesthood process. And the the psychologist is trying to ask, like he started asking me theodicy questions. And I'm like, I don't, like, I just don't care. It's hard to tell someone who's not like tracking with you at all that you just don't have any interest in defending God for the problem of evil. Yeah. Because that's like, that's not the point. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. You know, that this idea that, that we actually, we give back the gift of life through you know our happy reaper through mm-hmm. through that accept as Rollins would say that, that that acceptance of death and of the shortness of life and therefore yeah. of its of its brilliance and yeah. it um yeah and, and so this idea of of this this um hope that we are looking to uh, when I think about the things that draw me on and the things that that mm-hmm. that cause me to long for for even more I always come back to that hope that hope that I have zero reason to believe in. Yeah. That right. I have no, yeah. like there is no reason for me to wake up in the morning and think that there is something guiding this shit. Yeah. And for the people that don't, yeah. I get it. And that's oh, why. Oh, I totally get it. And that's why Absolutely. I don't like, I'm, yeah, fine. No, I get it. Yeah. That's totally cool. Um, I, if I, if I could choose, I probably wouldn't because I'd rather just like be more, um, you know, facts based. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah. And, and because of that, I am, I embrace it. And I, I recognize like this longing can be used to bring light into the world. And maybe just maybe if there is something on the other side, it will be an honor of, it'll be a gift based on what I've done here. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I think, you know, coming up to our alleged series on the Christ, mm-hmm. I, I think you could call that the Christ that whatever, whatever, wherever you find yourself on the spiritual spectrum, I think that all of us have that hope that this isn't it, mm-hmm. yeah. whether we would admit it or not. I think we have that hope that, and, and not, I'm not talking about heaven. I, yeah. yeah. And even if you uh, don't yeah, believe we, in we life are after officially death, not talking about that. Yeah. I'm yeah. not, this is not about heaven. That's not the, the, the traditional concepts of that. I'm not talking about that at all. I, I don't give a shit if that's whatever, whatever that is. It is. I don't care. But the idea that what we do here fucking matters, yeah. that it has relevance, that it has a place that it has a meaning and has purpose. I mean, that's all, that's, that's one of mm-hmm. our greatest longings yeah. is that what we do fucking matters. Yeah. Whatever that is, no matter how great or small. And, and I think that that ties in with the idea that we want what we do here to matter after we go, mm-hmm. you know, that we, again, we want to see that tree. We want it to echo. We want it to echo. Like maybe we are just worm food. Maybe all this is bullshit and we're just worm food, but it doesn't make it any less of a hope that what we've done in the mm-hmm. short time we have has an echo that, that sort of echoes down through that, that drives things forward. Yeah. That drives us towards unity, that drives us towards greater complexity and wholeness. Like I, I think that that you can, I, I mean, you can, you can term like I would be okay with terming that heaven. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, that to me is what heaven would be is, is not a, not a physical location with walls and a gate that's always open and, Whatever. I don't think John was. I think he was. It's a metaphor. It's a fucking. He was metaphor. on peyote. Revel, yeah, it's Revelation's a metaphor. John was on mushrooms. Um, but I think you can call heaven that that just that longing that what we do will linger after we're gone. Yeah, Hillary McBride in her in her book about uh, body image, um, 
she talks about, there's a scene where she talks about, and I'm totally going to butcher this, so just go read the book. Um, Mother's Daughters and Body Image is what yeah. it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talks about how, um, she's talking about moms and how uh, your mom made, um, she, there are certain things in, in the former generations that, that moved uh, the consciousness forward uh, mm-hmm. so that you could do your part and yes. move things forward. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's why a lot of us have kids. Yeah. yeah. Just just through the... Well, that like, and, you know, not understanding birth control. That too. No, yeah. yeah. Um, but just the idea that um, what we as parents try to do is try not to hurt our parents in the same ways that or hurt our kids in the same way that our parents hurt us. Not right. in a malicious way, right? But in a, in Accident- a way that accidentally, yeah, yeah, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and um, do you guys tell your kids that by the way? Because I do. Yes. Like, oh yeah. yeah. I apologize all the time. regularly. Yeah. Yep. Um, but just that idea that um, we are trying to move move it forward, and you know the, the the things that caused us hurt in the past. Hopefully, we don't. We don't pass that on. And, you know, one of the things that Hillary's working on is um, to see how much trauma uh, is, uh, how many generations it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because you having a, a deeply traumatic experience in your life will also affect your children because you've been so deeply affected by it as well. Yeah. Well, there's a passage in, is it Exodus? It's in the Torah that talks about the sin of the fathers yep. being passed down through, through the generations. That's not God punching people. That's yeah. just how fucking shit That's works. That's how it works. Yeah. That's it's how real. it works. Yeah. Like shit gets passed down. Yep. Yep. Like I, I, I shudder to think what I've passed down to my kids and my anger and mm-hmm. frustration. And I mean, we had an episode tonight like that. I'm not proud of. Yep. And this week for me too. Yeah. It's just, you just, I mean, your our parents passed it down to us. Their parents passed it down to them. Yeah. And we're trying to, we are trying to break that cycle. And there's some cycles we will break. There's some cycles that they will break. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's some, some cycles, cycles we're going to start all over. Yeah. And there's some cycles their their children will break and their yep. children will break. Like it, it's just, it's again, it's an ongoing cycle towards more unity and complexity. That's what we're yep. always moving towards. Yep. Hopefully. And I, I think if you look at, we, we've got a lot of room to grow as a society as as a global society. <laughs> no. Yeah. Those Nazis marching in Germany were fine. Yeah. Michael. But but there God. there is fuck me. There, there is progress. I mean, yeah. We d- don't have the Coliseum, we just have MMA fighters. It's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a little inside joke there, folks. Yep. Um, but you, you know, there there is progress and, and and I'm not trying to demean, not not saying that we're satisfied with where we're at. Yeah. I'm saying we are trying to figure out the sins of our fathers yes. and move past that. Yes. Our mm-hmm. fathers and mothers and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I agree. That was a giant tangent from hope. <laughs> no, no, not, but not it's, really. it's directly it's all, related. It's all yeah. connected. Because I mean, our, our hope that's that things will get better. Yeah. That things will move forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's God, that's so huge. And that, that the things that we get, that get better now will, will echo into eternity in one way or another, either yeah. through the generations or literally for us, we will see the fruits of them perfected yeah. of our, of our work perfected. And I, and I think there's something, uh, um, I want to use the word generative, generative. There's something hope can drive us mm-hmm. can, it doesn't always Hope can drive us to action. 
I, I think we're seeing that now with, you know, the gun control debate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, not you know, to drag it into the present, you know, immigrants and refugees mm-hmm. and like the Donald Trump presidency. Let's just fucking say what it is. I think people have seen, oh, shit can get bad. Yeah. And I think there's a hope that things will get better and that's mm-hmm. driving people to action. Yeah. So yeah. there's something generative about true hope. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can maybe maybe it's maybe it's that we have this longing for things to be better and in our hope for that longing for those things to come true, we it drives us into something different. Right. It drives us to to make things into you know essentially to become your prayer. Mm-hmm. You become what you pray about. That's that's the goal of prayers to become what you're praying about. Kind of mm-hmm. like that. Uh, faith without works is dead. Hope without action is false. Yeah, it's I mean, not it, really hope. And, and I understand that some people can't get there yet, and that's and that's part of just growth is that your hope be, eventually becomes action. That's why I was that's why I was a little hesitant to use the word generative because I don't know that it does necessarily in all people. Mm-hmm. No. I think some people it has the potential. It has the potential for for uh, there's a potentiality to it. There's a is it kinetic? Not kinetic. What's the other one? Not kinetic energy. Uh, Maryland. What's the potential? What's potential energy? <laughs> There's a word for it. Kenosis. No, that that's no, that's self-emptying. Um, God damn it! What's the word? I'm not quite sure where you're. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you? What are you? I don't trying know. To describe? I don't know. Kinetic the, is just reactionary. Just, yeah, it's the, the the idea that there is the potentiality for energy mm-hmm. to be there, based on our hope. There's okay. a word for it. I can't think someone, of it. Someone's screaming in another car right Probably, now. Probably, yeah. God damn it, man. There's a fucking just scientist saying. somewhere. Somebody said, somebody call the rocket scientist. Yeah, just just tw- hit us on Twitter. Yeah. At anyway, it, it's, there's that potentiality for for there to be a, the, the energy to drive us forward. Yeah. And so there's this great line here that says, no heart of man is content. Yeah. Like, yes. We, we yeah, never, absolutely. There's, and so, like, this this whole... It's, it's funny because... Um, in the in the frame of this story, the the elf is telling the the human the woman. He's like, "Do you know why we call you the visitors? It's not because you die. He's like, it's because you're like someone who's visiting someplace and you think it's really cool, but it reminds you of something else." Yeah. He's like, "But you say that you're not going anywhere else. That you don't have a true. That this is your true home. There's nowhere else that you're going. So where do you get these ideas that there's something else yeah. that it could yeah. be better? Yeah. Where, like you're looking at a tree, but it's not really the tree you're looking at. And that's pretty platonic. But like, there's just this this idea that no, it, it's got to be better, right? Yeah. It's yeah. got to be better. The question is, where does that longing come from? Exactly. And that's like, and that is the question he's asking. Where where does that longing come from? Where does yeah. that hope, that belief that something could be better we feel like something's missing right how do we know if, if something is missing we must have an idea of what completeness looks mm-hmm. like and if we know what completeness looks like and we've never seen it how do we know that it's missing and of course all this hinges on our understanding of of the brain we've learned so much about the world that you know and uh, is it science mike someone always talks about how like we, science, we basically we know as much about the brain now as like they did when they first made the first telescopes about the stars. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe, in, maybe in like 200 years, we'll figure out where this particular emotion, like what enzyme causes it, you know? Well, I mean, there's the whole, where does but, consciousness come from? Yeah. I mean, we'll figure, yeah. I mean, maybe we will, but, but right now we have to work with the, the tools we have yeah. and that tool drives us to joy. Um, and really as a last thing on that, I just want to say that this is, this is amazing. And I, I, it has to be said is that, um, as they end this debate, she's talking about well there is this like weird this weird group of men that that have this thing that we call the old hope and he's like oh, what's the what the fuck's the old hope and she says they say that the one god will enter himself into the world and heal men and the marring um of the world from beginning to end 
So like, it's just, I mean, obviously it's a very Christian thing, but it's also, this is supposed to be a pre-Christian thing. It's like this little ham fisted. It is. But the idea (laughs) is that like, these are, these are like the very, very first men millions of years ago, if we had been around that long and there's like there, there's this hope even then that like something will come and fix the brokenness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have no reason to believe it, but it's it's there. Well, but, I mean, but that's I, I mean, you, you say it's ham fisted, but at the same time, like that's from the dawn of man. It's yeah. the somewhere. dawn of mankind. Yeah. There's always been there's something more, which is yeah. which is actually what the story in Genesis is about, right? Yeah. It's it's yeah. not trying to record history. It's trying to understand yeah. where do like why why are like, things broken and why do we think it should be better? What yeah. there's no evidence that it's yeah. anything other than what it is. If you read uh, James Missioner's The Source, um, mm. have you read that? I haven't. No. Oh my god, thirteen hundred pages. So it's not mm. a light. Read. So it's it's a weekend thing. Oh, you're not talking yeah. about the secret from Oprah's Book Club? Mm. No, I'm oh. not Michael. Anyway, I've read it a couple times. It's it's fascinating because it talks about it. It, it covers from like. The history of the Jews from like the very beginning of like mm-hmm. basically cave people, like, yeah. and how they recognized that there was something in their mind that was controlling the crops, that yeah. was controlling the mm-hmm. rains, that was contro- that there was something above themselves, and so they built monuments to it, and they mm-hmm. built monoliths to it, and they built temples to it eventually, and they built you know they sacrificed children to it, and like just the idea that from from the very dawn of humanity from when we started fucking walking upright and stopped mm-hmm. swinging through trees and shit, like, and throwing shit at each other. Well. Yeah, no, we, I mean, I'd still do that to you. I'd probably do that, yeah. I'd wear gloves, but, you know, I'd still do it. You know, from from, <laughs> from the dawn of, the, of time, from the dawn of man's history, there's always been this idea that there's something beyond us. And, and no matter how primitive that belief was throughout history, I think we're just hardwired Whatever consciousness is, <laughs> whatever you, it is, it's making us think this. Whatever the fuck consciousness is that makes me, whatever the me that is me that thinks me is me. You the know what I'm saying? The most meest. Yeah, exactly. Like the I that is I-ness. Like my I-ness. Like yep. the further up, the furthest in. <laughs> whatever, whatever that is, I think is hardwired to look to something above itself mm-hmm. from the very beginning. From the time we crawled out of the fucking swamps and stopped swinging through trees, I think that has always been there. I can't explain it. Yep. I, I, there may be people who can, but I, I can't. Ex- and it's always been moving towards greater and greater consciousness, greater and greater unity, greater and greater complexity. Mm-hmm. And our ideas have evolved along with our bodies, along with our minds, mm-hmm. along with our consciousness. Um, but I think it is it has always been there. Yep. And I think that's where all of our the Bible comes from. I think that's where the stories come from. That's yep. where the myth of Adam and Eve come from. That's where all that is trying to put a finger on whatever that impulse is. Yeah. And Which, and it could lead to like the rain could lead to information about weather systems. It could lead, we could have an understanding for every goddamn feeling we have in our bodies. Oh, sure. And, and maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe it is all random, but in the randomness, there's beauty mm-hmm. and in the randomness. I, I there think is you could, God. I think you could explain. I think if we come to the point where we could explain literally every fucking impulse we have and everything we have, I think it would still not do away right. with the longing or the hope. Yeah. I, yeah. I look up at the stars and I, and I have, a, I mean, I have a limited, but I know other people have a much more in-depth understanding of what they are, yeah. how they move and why they shine the way they do. And I'm are still mystified by them. They are. Yeah. Thank play. you, Chris Martin. Yeah. That's a, that is a, I mean, not really a deep cut because it was a big song. I like that we all got it. One. That's yeah. kind of what I like. That's impressive. They're all yellow. I like Coldplay. Don't at me. Stars, yep. um, how they shine for you 
in everything you do. Because they are all yellow. 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 All of their best, like all of their best songs when they do music videos for them is just Chris Martin walking around. Like yeah. Yellow, they're walking on the beach. Yeah, it works for him. Fix You, he's walking through the town. Yeah. Uh, the Scientist, he's walking backwards. I mean, he's just walking. You ever heard Willie Nelson's cover of the cover of the, the Scientist? Oh, no, is it good? So I, good. I bet it's YouTube amazing. That shit he has a new album coming awesome. out. Awesome, Willie oh, Nelson. Willie. Yeah. Mm. Um, so don't, don't, don't smoke know. weed with Willie though. <laughs> nope. So maybe maybe a good place to draw this down then is, is kind of bringing it into to stories. Um, you know, our our consciousness at, at best, as far as we know now, is a story making machine. We you know sure. we, you know we don't know exactly where it comes from or why, but it's a story making machine. Yep. And and for me. Not for everyone, but for me, that's why I do come back to the Christ story because it's the mm. one that I was told, you know, essentially like from the cradle. Yeah, sure. And so it makes up my my imagination. It makes up yeah. my imaginative vocabulary. It is the frame. Oh, absolutely. Like it is the filter that I view the world through. Absolutely. For better or worse. Yeah. Um, better and worse, really. And uh, <laughs> it's a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. Yeah. And. And it was the same thing for these guys. And so, and so, as you know, as you're looking through their stuff, as you're reading their stuff, both the the stuff that's very, very popular and the things that are more obscure, you constantly find this. Even if it's not stated, even if it's if it's in a totally different world, there's still this this idea of of the these themes that they were informed through through um, literature, through the Christ story, through yeah. through these ideas about this longing and this hope that we have. Um, and I love that in um, in Tolkien's. Uh, essay on fairy stories he he talks about how fairy stories um like fairy tales bring the the good ones they bring recovery they bring um escape and they bring consolation and so in the recovery they allow you it's that morifoc effect mm -hmm. like they yeah. um, they allow you to see the world in a way that you hadn't seen it you recover the world yeah. you, you get it back yeah. you know it's it's the, it's the sacraments they remind you yep. um it, there's escape in that, not that you you try to leave the world and not deal with your troubles, but what it does is it allows you to kind of step out and say, no, there's something beyond this. Yeah, you know, it's it's like he says, if you're if you're in prison, um, it it you're not looked down on if you talk about something other than guards and bars. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're looking out. And then the last one is um is consolation. This idea of of of, of a a deep feeling of satisfaction for all the things that have occurred. And, and again, that recognition that you get to it and it's a gift, all the things that you've done have, they bear fruit. Um, and he calls that you catastrophe, this idea that, um, it, so like there's catastrophe when things are going well and everything falls to shit. Like when your ministries get murdered or, um, you know, when Michael slams his puppy against the wall, like things are going well, they're playing happily. No, and then the just, catastrophe, that's just straight. <laughs> um, you know that's a catastrophe but a u catastrophe e you know eu is, is a prefix for good yeah. and it's a good catastrophe everything is going to shit and all of a sudden the ring gets thrown into the mountain and out of nowhere the good guys win yeah you know and, yeah. and it, it doesn't fix everything it's not deus ex machina because there's still a lot of tears and a lot of scars and yeah, a lot of people right. die but it's everything has um there's been a turn, a certain, a, he calls it a sudden joyous turn. Mm -hmm. um, and he says that, uh, So, and I think this is probably a good place to bring it in, where he says, um, it's a sudden and miraculous grace never to be counted on to recur. It does not, I love this, it does not deny the existence of discatastrophe, of sorrow and failure, but it it's the possibility of these, because the possibility of that is necessary for the joy. He says, but what it does is it denies universal final defeat. Mm. And insofar as you is evangelium is, is good news. Yeah. Giving a fleeting glimpse of joy, joy beyond the walls of the world, poignant as grief. 
And he says for his frame, basically, the birth of Christ is the eucatastrophe of man's history. It's when, it's when everything seems like it's going to hell, and all of a sudden there's a certain tor- turn. And then the resurrection is the eucatastrophe of the story of the incarnation. Mm-hmm. The story begins and ends in joy. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, that's what I want to be about. Whether, yeah. whether other people want to believe in and accept the Christ story, I want to be about a story that begins and ends in joy, and that's the story I want to tell the people. Yeah. 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 And I think that, I mean, I think that the... I mean, at the very heart of the Christ story, it's the it's a human it's the human yes, story. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think that's what Jesus came. Like that's the whole point of the Christ is that it. He's like, no, no, no. This is all. What I'm doing is the human story. Yeah. And, and I think that that whatever you want to call it, whatever you find yourself, wherever you're born, whatever religions you subscribe to or don't subscribe to, like, it's all a common story. Yeah. It's the same pass up the fucking mountain, the same mm-hmm. goddamn mountain. Like we're all on the same. Up the same mountain. Because where, where would the other yeah. mountain even be? Exactly. <laughs> there's what, only what, one. There's only one mountain. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're all climbing the same mountain. We're just taking different paths to get there. Like, yeah. Well, there's there's a part in The Lord of the Rings where Samwise says to Frodo, I wonder what sort of story we've fallen into. Yes. It's the knowledge yeah. that, hey, there's something else going on here besides our little journey, mm-hmm. our little jaunt to Mount Doom. One does not simply walk. Yeah. It, there, there, there's, there's something in that, and, and I wonder what sort of story this is. Yeah. Is it a good story? Is it a bad story? And, you know, we've talked before this episode that we're, we're going to do a series on story at mm-hmm. some point and dive deep into the structure of story and why it's important, why we all feel connected to it. Um, but but I think there is an awareness in each of us um, about stories. That's why yeah. we have Netflix. And, he, and he, says, he says in that conversation, like, we wouldn't actually want the people in the story to know where they were we yeah. don't want them to know if they're in a tragedy or in a comedy yeah. that we don't want them to know. We just, we want them to do the story. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we find her, but we're the people in that. Story. We're in the story. Yeah. And yeah. It sucks to be in the middle of it and not know what part of the fucking story you're yeah. in. Like, yeah. I mean, there, zoom there's a reason that there's on. a reason that Jesus or God's called the author and finisher of our faith. Like yeah. he's writing the fucking the playwright. Story. Like, and I don't mean that like he's, 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 not a puppet master. He's not yeah. a puppet master. He's not dictating the bad but things I happen to you. I am a puppet master, though. You are. But yes. he's, he's in the process of Finger writing puppets. your story. And wherever String you find puppets. your... God. Mary Wherever you find yourself in that story, just be in that part of the story. Yeah, be in the story. And know that it's going to head somewhere. And that All somewhere the is... world's a stage. No. And that, <laughs> and yeah. But... And, that, and that's, <laughs> that, that story is heading somewhere and that I have, and again, the hope and longing is that it's headed somewhere good. Mm-hmm. And in me, based on the Christian story, I believe it's headed somewhere good. Yeah. I, I really do. And we, we have some reason to hope. We yeah. have that we have the looking up, but we have, we also have the, the Estel. We have the trust. Yeah. We have no, no reason why. Yeah. Just no because. Re- it, it really is a blind. I mean, that's essentially what faith means. It's yeah. a blind and we trust. Do, we do have history to see that we are on a trajectory. Mm-hmm. To to yeah. say that now we we we're, we can see a little bit of what's come before us in the last you know couple thousand yeah. years, and we can be the people who interpret that history because you can also look at it and paint a very bleak picture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it really. I mean, a lot of it has to do with outlook and and worldview and all that. But I mean, a lot of what I I mean, part of the reason I hang on to this story that I grew up with is I've just seen too much. Yeah. That that points me back to it mm-hmm. it's a good story yeah. i try to get it's away a, from good it and story. it comes back it's a good story yeah it's a Keeps good story bringing me back and no matter how angry i get at the individual parts of it that i've been part of i keep coming back to it and it just 
I won't say it makes sense because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, Paul said the cross is foolishness. I mean, like, it doesn't make sense. But it, I keep coming back to it because it keeps. I, I've just seen too many things happen that mm-hmm. point. You keep pointing me back to it. I keep, getting, I keep getting drawn back into it. Yep, it's written on your heart. Yeah, it Indeed. is. I mean, it's it's in your bones. It's in your. I mean, it's just it's part of who you are. And so I, I just I have a hard time. I, and I understand people who have who have abandoned it. I get yep. it. Totally get it. Hurts run deep. Wounds yep. run deep. I get that. And there's no judgment here at all. Find a, find a different story. Yeah, find a different... Because they're all the same story, essentially. Yeah. Like, again, same paths up the... They're all different paths up the same mountain. Like, yep. just find a story that resonates with you. Which, by the way, this is for a different podcast, but that is not the, like, bland universalism that people... Yeah. That I used to be afraid of. Like, there yeah. is something deep and in, in yes. abiding in that. Yep. That's for a different time. The dude abides. Indeed. The dude... Right, hit the button, buddy. I believe I can fly. Not that one. Oh, wrong button. Give me one of those vegan cookies. I believe I can touch the sky. Oh, now cookies. Now that you puked in your sea, you can tell us what you think. What you think. The five stars keep red. If there are any. The one star is dead. Feedback, bitches. Please tell me we have a five star. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Spread my wings and fly away. I believe I can soar. There he is. I can fly. All right, shut it off. Shut it off. We have a five star from Canada. Canada. Hey. Wait, 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 Go ahead. It's by the Sassy Canadian. Oh, hey, Sassy Canadian. Yeah, it's our friend Stacy. Stacy Canadian. That's not her last name. I wish we'd all been ready is what it's called. Oh, man, come on. I wish we'd all been ready. Two men walking up a hill. How's that go? I don't know. Uh, one disappears. And one's the standing still. I wish we'd all been, we'd all been ready. A man and wife asleep in bed. Touched her boob. And then <laughs> she disappeared. I wish <laughs> he turned around and she was dead. <laughs> They were at Chuck E. Cheese. That's enough. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> at Chuck E. Cheese. They got some pizza and then they sneezed. I wish we'd <laughs> all been ready. We, we could really do this all night I if we know, wanted right? to. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, I wish we'd all been ready by the Sassy Canadian. I had no idea what I was getting in, getting myself into. When I started following the Inglorious Pastors on Instagram. Several months later, and I am hooked. You will laugh until you pee. Just a little. 
Mm. You will embarrass yourself more than once listening in public and laughing out loud. I've been searching for a place to find community in my in my post-certainty voyage, and I found it in the pastor's pub. Being free to be myself Aww. and share parts of my story that I've never before that I have never before is bringing wholeness to my heart. I have more friends with beards now than I ever have. In parentheses, hashtag, you gotta catch them all. Hashtag who knew? <laughs> hashtag who knew beards were such a thing? Dude, there were so many beards at that concert the other night. There oh, were a lot yeah, of white guys. With yes, beards. there were a lot of white guys at a concert. It a was blues concert, a Motown. Concert. It was I just want to say concert. that we have had beards, beards long before Way it was long. cool. Yes, absolutely. We were just covering up our faces. Yep, and this is what yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason we have a podcast and not a YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, I have more friends with beards now than I ever have, and the best group of drinking buddies a girl could ask for. Thanks for keeping it real, the sassy Canadian. Thank you, Stacy. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Appreciate you are it. a national treasure of the Canadian brand. <laughs> Indeed. You are what? You are, are you gonna... the maple leaf of Canada. Nope, missed it. All right, let's move on. See, seriously, like, just you are stop. Nope. The nope. Justin nope. Bieber of Canada. Justin Bieber is from Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, is, we got anything else? Nope, that's, that's it. it. All right. Uh, yeah. Leave us leave us reviews, guys. Yeah. Come on. It's been some been of a couple of weeks. Americans, if you're in America, man. American, eh? American, eh? Get on it. Um, Speaking of Canada, we need to go see Super Troopers too. Indeed. Yes. I'm sure it's a shit can we, pile. Can we share a big bucket of popcorn and accidentally like reach in at the same time? And I'm cutting a hole in the bottom. Yes. Oh. Hadn't thought about that. Oh, yeah. You don't my know that trick? My dick in a bucket. It's my oh, dick man. in a bucket. No. <laughs> not, not the same. No. No, that's not, that's not what it is. You know, if we pull up the little, the little like drink holder in the middle, though, I can totally get second base. You could. Ooh. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Michael, mm. stop. Kiss me. Michael. All right. So, uh, honorable mentions. Uh, I think this is actually the Sabbath section. So, we didn't. Uh, we, we asked people to let us know when they were done Sabbath. We have a few here. Um, and we had some, a lot on Facebook, too, but I'll read a couple here. Um, Ron Smith at St. Andrew's Rebel. Mm-hmm. It said, Ronnie, run along the ding dong. He said, uh, I do my moments of meditation, especially when I feel overwhelmed. I also intentionally do nothing academic Fridays or Saturdays Good. if I have a mandatory class engagement on Friday. Good. Uh, Jessica Moore Lucas at Jess in Flux mm-hmm. said, uh, as an introvert who is still deeply committed to the, uh, the leadership role I have at my church, I have had to explain se- to several people, including my husband, that Sunday isn't a hashtag Sabbath for me. It's a work day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not the only work day either, because that's the <laughs> other misconception. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul Fodder. Didn't touch her. <laughs> um, at Paul Fodder. Never said, heard of her. I love the idea of mini Sabbath or Sabbath moments. I currently try 10 minutes of drinking coffee and relaxing before leaving for work. There you go. The days. I uh, do find the days I do find lower uh, stress levels in the day is more enjoyable. Hashtag beef jerky handshake. Yeah. 
I try ten minutes of drinking before I go to work too. (laughs) Not coffee though. (laughs) Yeah, Irish coffee. Uh, Cocoa maggots. I don't like that very much. Courtney Vrablick said, "I have a love hate relationship with Sabbath practices as a mom of three with two jobs. I know it's necessary, but throwing on the brakes can wreck the train." Uh, thanks for reminding me, th- uh, though, that there are other ways to pause and breathe. Um, and she also, uh, later on, uh, she sent us an- another tweet that said, hashtag mini Sabbath in a vacant parking lot yeah. while kiddo is at therapy. Yep. I Just find, find him where you can. I hate the word kiddo. Have I talked about that yet on this no. podcast? Oh, it's such a terrible word. God. But doggo. No, stop. Doggo's way worse. What about Myco? Can we do Maiko? No. Let's do Maiko. We're going to start calling him Maiko. That's a thing now. Hey, Maiko. Everybody tweet at Michael calling Maiko. You eat my dick. <laughs> I'll, I'll delete Dicko? you. Can we yeah. do Dicko? I almost blocked you this week. I don't remember. Why? why. <laughs> Probably for Maiko, some shit like that. I didn't do anything to you this I never tweeted <laughs> you. There was something you said. I never tweeted you, you did ever. T- you tweeted at me this week. One time. Well, there you go. That was something it. Something about getting five stars of user Michael was going to cry in the corner. No, there's something if else. I knew there you was get nothing else. If I knew you get yeah, notified you, about you it, I would totally block you just every other week just for the hell of it. I'm calling bullshit. You definitely tweeted at me at least one other time. I don't remember what it was. I wasn't actually going to Go ahead. Keep, I'll, I'll go to the tapes. Go ahead. All right. That's fine. Yeah, you go ahead and block me, you fucker. I'm not going to block you. I thought about it, though. All right. Uh, Twitter top 10 tweets. Do you do a drum roll for the top t- beginning of the top 10? No. Okay. Michael, how many of these have we done? Uh, at least four or five. Um, coming in at number 10, Steve Austin at I am Steve Austin. Oh, that guy again. This is a, a twofer. Normally, I can drive and listen to App Pastors podcast, but I am dying with P- at Polly named Shore, the chicken killer, dying <laughs> at MJ Basinger, hashtag blood everywhere. Uh, Steve Austin also wrote uh, at Pastors Podcast, this week's show is one of my favorites, uh, maybe my favorite ever. Guided meditation is my regular Sabbath practice, aside from the old beef jerky handshake. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you find that tweet yet? No. What? I don't. Did you give up? Oh, it was from outside the walls. What was it? It said, confirmed, MJ Basinger from Pastor Podcast will be guest producing and mixing episode 39. And I put the gift that just is it's from Arrest Development. Says her. I think there was another one. I don't, I, dude. There's literally nothing in the last week on my I'll timeline from you at all. Like I'll I did not. It. You find it coming in at that. number eight. Uh, Joystick Melinda at Joystick Turd. The, the stick, stick TM. She's TM. gonna be on a uh, Turd Talk coming up. Ooh, oh, sweet. okay. There was the. Uh, but seriously, does anyone really cook frozen pizza directly on the rack from you? And yeah. I said, yes, I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> That's what it was. That was one of <laughs> You was almost bought like, me for that, really? Yeah. Like, God. fuck that guy. Jeez. Uh, anyway, Joyful Turd, at Joyful Turd, at Joystick Melinda. As at, long as you're not being petty about shit. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. You dick. I just, I, I just don't need that kind of aggression in my life, Matt. <laughs> Why are we friends then? I don't know. That's all you get from me. I know. Sometimes it's <laughs> overwhelming. It's suffocating. <laughs> All right. Uh, at I, like, I like suffocating you, Michael. Oh, you are dead. Um, at Pastor's Podcast, at MJ Basinger. I'm a hippie about nature, too. We'll have to talk about it sometime. Refreshing talk about the Sabbath and what it should mean for us. At Pauline Matt, that movie is called The Cutting Edge. Yes. That's such hashtag, a good movie. Hashtag toe pick. I'm not doing this with you. Hashtag five-year-old. Hashtag I have a cod piece. It's not good, but I grew up watching it. I'm, so not, there do- it is. I'm not doing this with I don't, you. I don't think I've ever seen it. I haven't either. I'm not doing this with him. Move on. Coming in at number seven. Matt, let's talk about the... the- <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. Nope. 
our, fr- talk about? our friendship is too new and too fragile. I'm not doing this with you. Go ahead. I can do this with Michael. I'm not doing this what with you. What is it? The, the willing, cutting edge? I'm not willing to sacrifice a friendship over this. Go ahead. It's burgeoning. I can't do this. Uh, coming in at number seven, Abby Kelly. At Ask a Kelly. It's been a long time since she's... Uh, hey, I'm doing her wedding. She's asked a question um, or made a comment. Uh, TFW. That you face are, win. You are doing laundry upstairs and listening through headphones, and your daughter comes running downstairs to see why you're laughing hysterically. I'll tell you when you're older, honey. Hashtag beef jerky handshake. You're not 18 yet. Yeah. Coming in at number six, Jason Fitzgerald at jfitz432. Fitz. Putting on the fits. Putting on the fits. All right, at Pastor's seen Young Frank? Have you seen Young Frankenstein? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're not a friend! <laughs> at Pastor's Podcast. Troll, Lindsay Hay. I tried to have a Sabbath moment. Werewolf. Oh, my gosh. Bear Let me know when you're done. There, Castle. Why are you talking like that? I thought you wanted to. <laughs> I don't want to. All right, suit yourself. I'm easy. It's Frankenstein. <laughs> God, that movie is so good. It's so good, man. You gotta watch that again. Uh, it's, no, it's pronounced Igor. They told me it's Igor. Well, they were wrong, weren't they? <laughs> Abby Normal. <laughs> Freaking Marty Feldman's awesome. All right, Michael, go ahead. We're done. Sorry, let me finish up this text right here. <laughs> or are you not? You're done. Yeah, we're okay. done. Yeah. Just, just checking. Yeah. All right, coming to number six, <laughs> that's, Jason that's, Fitz. That's the Billy Patterson appreciation part, portion of the podcast. Right. <laughs> He's a big fan. Jason Fitz. Uh, Fitzgerald. Uh, <laughs> Putting on the Jason Fitz. And the tantrums. Yes. Uh, I tried to have a Sabbath moment. Had to stop when, after 10 minutes, I started wondering if Lucas Allen was wearing a cod piece when he choked at MJ Basinger's chicken. Hashtag cod piece of death. Hashtag Lucas choked Michael's chicken. Hashtag beef jerky handshake. Coming in, number, uh, in at number five, this is not Rodney at McKay Jordan 95. It's a Star Stargate reference, gotcha. Jordan McKay. Um, everybody should listen to App Pastors Podcast, Episode One Fourteen on Sabbath. This episode is great for people all across the spiritual spectrum, from fundamentalists fund, fundamentalists to atheist. Yeah. Hashtag beef jerky handshake. Everybody needs a rest. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number four, brews, bubbles, and ball sacks. <laughs> Bros, Bibles, and beers. It's greater. Just, uh, just um, say who it is. We know the other two aren't tweeting at it. Uh, yes. Uh, Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Love you long, Tim. Hi, Scott. What? I'm not going to say I love him. He's Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Long Tim, too. Uh, hearing Sabbath described as hashtag poetic AF on Pastor's Podcast makes me want to get all intentional with it. Unfortunately, Sabbath is so easy to not do. Yes. Hashtag beef jerky handshake. Very much so. Coming in at number three, Stephen Dunn. I hate Matt Polly. No, he didn't really say that. Uh, <laughs> it's his new Twitter handle. Yes. At Stephen, uh, Steve Dunn's beard. Uh, can a hashtag beef jerky handshake be a hashtag Sabbath moment? Uh, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in at number two, Alapaki at Pakia Koi. Long time. 
Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, only the guys at Pastors Podcast can go from dispatched in endless service to the gods of economy and capitalism to choke the chicken and <laughs> drinking unicorn blood in 10 seconds flat. Great episode, guys. Hashtag unsanctioned subgroup. Hashtag loosen up them tight pants. Hashtag rap correspondent. It's a spiritual gift. And coming in at number one, new drum roll. Ooh, that was like a Fred Flintstone drum yeah. roll. I That's like that. the best I can find, guys. So Do it one more time. That. I like it. I like it. Do it again. Do you like it? Yeah. Got the little bass in there. It's nice. A little bit. Brian Vosberg at Brivos. <laughs> I just like the gong. Pretty much every episode is great with At Pastor's Podcast when hashtag I have a cod piece. Hashtag who knew... <laughs> Hashtag, who would kill a unicorn unless you were hashtag stoned on pain meds while hashtag tramp stamping Jesus and hashtag helping a donkey out of a pit. It's hashtag 70 times 70 and hashtag Georgia O'Keefe. Oh my God. God. Georgia O'Keefe to Uncle Jesse with hashtag Michael Taint. Hashtag beef jerky handshake. I forgot about Michael Taint. Taint. <laughs> uh, something like a donkey out of a pit sound like a euphemism for something. Yeah. All right. That's it. Here we go. Hashtags. Oh, man. Well, we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time so to So who reported the B-52s for us? Uh, Laura Beth. And that's Haley Shop. Nice. Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, I've got hashtag Golden Shower Retriever. Yeah. Uh, hashtag I have full bodied flavor. Did I say that? No, I did. Okay. Hashtag the deepest of woods. <laughs> <laughs> this this is kind of a personal favorite. <laughs> Raid the nest. <laughs> Raid that nest. <laughs> hashtag anus sausage. Hashtag welcome to the country. <laughs> Welcome to the country, y'all. <laughs> uh, sweet land of anus beef. 800-pound fajita delivery. Uh, the smile you gave me last night. <laughs> and then finally, uh, skipped a little brie hee hee. <laughs> nice. What do you got, Josh? Um, got a uh, little butt floss. Um, <laughs> hashtag too much motorboating. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no country for we old men. Never, we should retire that on this episode. No more. <laughs> no, that's coming back. No, nope. you need to isolate that. No. Nope. <laughs> Tell me you don't want that. As a... I, I don't. I really don't. Got a. You can isolate your own shit. Hashtag no country for old men. <laughs> uh, thicker, more palatable. <laughs> <laughs> Afterglow of Matt. Uh, fucking Sharky. Expletive prose. What? Let's not gloss over that. That's, fucking a Sharky. Couple, me- couple meanings going on there, really. Yeah. And we're back. So we lost a little recording God, again. again. Mm. Oh, man. We'll so is it cheating out. if we know what the hashtag is going to be then? No, it may not be the same hashtag this oh, that's time. That's true. We'll, we'll read them again. <laughs> no, we'll go again. So from so from fucking Sharky, we move on to expletive prose. Hmm. Mori Fock. Mor- uh, Mori Povich. 
Revelation's a metaphor. John's on mushrooms. You are not the father. <laughs> Matt flings poo. And yeah, it's, occasionally. It's burgeoning. Mark Bergeron. It's, what? It's a dancing just with that. Stop. Just, you just read yours. <laughs> God. Damn it. All right. Uh, um, God damn computer. I don't even know where my... Uh, I don't even know. Okay. I'm just uh, glad I did it during the... Uh, hashtag golden retriever shower. Yeah, had that one. Uh, hashtag a hard six. Yeah. Hashtag what is wrong with my face? Yeah, that's a question I ask every day in the mirror. I'm looking at that man uh, in the mirror. See, if we didn't have to re-record I'm this, we wouldn't have to deal with this. I know. I didn't do that last time. This is new. This is new content. That's what we're saying. I'm injecting new content inside I like the, of you. I like the old... Oh, God. You like the old content? Ugh. Well, this is new, fresh, hot content coming up. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to vomit. Hashtag Banksy the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag... That's, that's still, still funny. Good. Yep. It's still good. It's got to be the winner. <laughs> I, think it, I think it has to be Something the winner, too. Something tells me. That may win. Um, <laughs> super gonorrhea, man. <laughs> that dude did not win. No. Uh, that dude lost big. Yep, everybody loses. His donger fell off, probably. And then uh, Connie Chung got in on that. <laughs> that is my favorite. Connie Chung, really? Connie Chung got Boy, in on that. You know, there's a lot of references we make on this podcast. Connie Chung did not. I think that would be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then shitting rainbows. Yeah. A shitting, take a look. It's <laughs> in a book. <laughs> a shitting rainbows. I can fly twice as <laughs> So Matt, right. Matt, what were your two favorites again from yours? I don't even know. God, yeah. I'd have to look them up. Hold on. Mine, uh, mine were thicker, oh. more palatable, and no country for old men. <laughs> Never heard of her. Uh, I'd like to raid the nest. I still am pretty partial to that one. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the country is the other one. Welcome to the country. We got fun and games. Mm, we got more everything we do. on. Um, I've got, uh, I like Connie Chung got in on that. And Banksy the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I, I think it has to be Banksy. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Change the Twitter avatar for a week for the passwords to be the, tw- the turtle. The turtle. <laughs> you totally should. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least our like, or at least our the profile banner. pick, yeah, or profile <laughs> pick or something. Um, okay, if you listen to this episode in its entirety, <laughs> hit us up on social media. With we ha- have twice, yeah. <laughs> yay! Uh, with hashtag Banksy the Ninja Turtle. Uh, uh, we're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast at Paul and Matt. At J.M. Casey. At M.J. Basinger. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast, Instagram, and Glorious Pastors. Closing time. Subscribe. Rate. Review us on Apple Podcast. Check out our website, ingloriouspastors.com. Uh, support us. Support from this podcast comes from listeners like you. Thank yes. you. You. Give us yes. money. Give us all the money. Uh, support <laughs> us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub. Get access to Spinner Spinnerd. Spinoff podcasts. Five dollars gets you into the pub and gets you pastor gets you spinoff podcast. Uh, Twenty dollars gets you beef jerky handshake mm-hmm. from, from Michael. Matt. No, from <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Uh, spinoff podcasts include pastors. We'll, we'll draw church, straws. <laughs> uh, hymns of reconstruction, turd talk, pub crawl, um, <laughs> special music. Gosh, beef jerky handshake. Uh, buy around and even help shape the content of this show. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast.
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any Need. closing thoughts? No. Let's no. stop before it does stops recording again. Check out the Twisted Sisters yep. on their nonjizzmuzzle.com website. <laughs> Wherever fine past podcasts are sold and distributed yep. on the dark net. Yep. Um, probably Google Play, probably uh, uh, Podbean, probably Apple Music, Overcast. probably Undercast. Overcast. Your trundle Overcast from down under. is the best. And if you're not using the dark theme, you're wrong. Yeah. I use Check the dark theme. Yeah. I never use dark theme. I use the dark theme on my uh, tweet deck, too. Yeah, it is him. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs>